let's start the show. It's November 29th, 2012. Welcome to This Is Only Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. I'm Will Smith. Joining me today, Norman Chan. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. You're uh, looking remarkably three-dimensional today. Yeah, it's nice being not flushed out. So having a sweater. It's a rainy day in San Francisco. Joining us uh, via the magical power of the internet, Gary Witta. Hey, Hello, Gary. yes. Live via satellite. You've, you've, gone, you've gone full iMac. Uh, actually, I'm on my PC right now. Well, for us, you're on an iMac. How I ironic. Mean, I'm, I'm on my Windows PC at home, and yet I'm coming at you via the... Uh, the iMac on your desk. From inside the internet, Gary oh, Witta. You put that tested sticker over the Apple logo as well, just like on a sitcom or something. No so. free advertising for those, yeah. for those Apple swine. Promotional consideration. You know. Provided by Tested.com. I learned something fascinating a few weeks ago. Why don't I do it like this every week? This is much better. <laughs> I don't have to get in the car and drive anything. It's we great. need to get you a better mic, I think, if we're going to do this every week. But um, yeah, uh, I learned that Apple doesn't pay for product placement. Ever. Never. No, they have to say, oh, it's okay. We like your show enough that we will let you use our, our logo. Do they provide stuff? No. Yeah, so, so like if you see Apple products on a, on a set, set, it's because they couldn't get anybody else to pay for it, I guess, is basically it, right? Well, I think 30 Rock might be the exception to that because they flagrantly uh, show Apple products. And in the credits, it even says something like promotional consideration provided by Apple. Or oh, so maybe they do get product because it's the yeah. best show on TV. That's right. Best comedy, at least. I don't, I don't think it's a case where someone at 30 Rock, and I could be wrong, uh, 30 Rock went over, production company went over to Apple and pitched them and said, hey, you know, give us some money or Liz Lemon is going to use a PC or a BlackBerry. Yeah. Liz Lemon seems like the BlackBerry. Wait, no, that's not right. It's, all, it's a show about creatives. Of course Apple's going to get behind that. Um, so what's going on in the news? You want to just jump right into it? Let's see. Thanksgiving. How was Thanksgiving, everybody? I forgot last week was Thanksgiving. It seems like so long ago. Seven. Yeah. Seven days ago today. Last week was Thanksgiving. It was delicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leftovers all done? Uh, there's a carcass in my fridge still, but only because the trash doesn't come until tomorrow. So that's the problem with trash pickup on Friday morning is that you, you can't eat enough of the turkey to put the carcass in the trash on, on Friday. So then it lingers in the fridge. You could for a alternatively whole week. drive to a neighborhood where trash pickup is Monday or Tuesday and then dump in someone's compost. Man, that's stealing trash. You know, that's against the law. That's dumping. There's laws against that. We live in a society norm. Yeah, I mean, you could, or you could just go out and like tip it all out in the street and just let someone else worry about that too. Yeah, Why not? no, but, but it goes to the right place. The compost bin is green. Like if you're walking down the street and you have trash in your hand, are you saying, yeah. do not put it in someone's? That is stealing their trash. Did you rather throw it in the street? Or no, carry it I all carry time? it until I put it back well, in the trash. No, if, you were, if, you were go, if you were walking outside your house or parking yes. your car or whatever and you saw someone come by and throw a bag of their garbage into your If I had space in mine. Wouldn't you object to that? No, if I, I pay for the extra, extra large one. Yes, you pay because you have like eight people that live in your house. Yeah, Just because so, you're running a tenement and, and, doesn't and, mean know, everybody else should benefit. Some people, if if there's space in my trash and and they don't break the rules, like they don't they don't put full boxes of stuff in the wrong place, and they're using and it's better in my trash bin where it's going to go to, you know, mm-hmm. be processed and not go on the street. Yeah, I'd 
kids. Oh, this oh. is very public spirited of you. I didn't expect this attitude. And, and you know, there's that there's the, the the person who goes by every night or in you know, a trash night and digs through your garbage and takes out all the cans. The hobo. Well, could be a hobo. Could be someone you know. Entrepreneurial, spirited, someone who's really into like recycling. Identity thieves. That's a popular pastime. Uh, uh, yeah, yep. or, or, yep. or or someone who wants the the cash redemption, five cents uh, each can. If they, um, they could be working the Michigan scam, that's, that's a totally fine thing to do, as long as they don't disrupt the normal process. Now, see, this is a problem that I face all the time because I walk the dog. The dog poops. We live in the burbs, so there's no trash cans on the corners. So that means either you dump the the bag, the poop bag, in somebody else's trash, or you carry it and all the way so back you home. Carry it all the I way carry back it home. home. Well, she Wh- might which, poop again. Which um, sometimes she poops twice. Which bin does the dog poop go in? Now, see, this is a it depends on your municipality. Because in San Francisco, you were absolutely not supposed to put dog poop in the compost. Correct. In Pacifica, you are allowed to put dog poop in the compost, but only as long as it's not ensconced in any kind of bag. I am not in the business. It's strange that they don't let you. Hey, so they want you to hold the dog you put poop in the compost. Because I always thought that was like. Oh, we're losing we're, Gary. We're Max, Max Gary in, is in, in full effect fertilizer. here. Um, uh, carnivore poop is different than herbivore poop because uh, cow uh, poop uh, maintains more nutrients than So you're saying dog it's poop. okay for dog poop to go into the compost in Pacifica as long as you hold the dog on top of the compost and shake and it. And squeeze. And squeeze or shake. Or you take the poop in the bag and you dump it out into the compost. I'm not doing either of those things, so our dog poop goes in the trash can. Mm. Uh, so I shouldn't be pooping. In the garbage either, right? Because I eat meat. Yeah, don't poop. <laughs> just, well, you just, eat meat and you know, vegetables. For the record, uh, I'm going to go plug Gary into Ethernet while you keep talking, Norm. All right, yeah. Because do you have me on Wi-Fi? Brilliant. Oh my god, what is this amateur hour? No, seriously, unbelievable. Uh, good thing this computer still has Ethernet built in. You know, we might live in the future one day where if you're on a, a MacBook Pro or something, a new one, you you would not be tethered to the Ethernet. It's a long cable. As well as That's right. Around. I mean, if you've got a, if you've got a, a, a a new Mac, you don't have uh, an optical drive or Ethernet. That's in fact, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how did you spend your Thanksgiving weekend, Gary? Uh, outside of the actual meal, you, uh, just... outside of the meal, uh, we mostly spent it at home, sitting around eating leftovers, like mm. most people. That's good. Uh, did, we did you, ate a lot make, of leftovers. Did you make food? Prepare food in anticipation of having leftovers. Like, did you? Um, yeah, well, I mean, we had uh, we had a lot of leftovers uh, left over, and then what was cool was once we ate all the leftovers from the meal, we actually went out to the market and bought more leftovers. You can buy. We just leftovers? went out and bought more. Bash- yeah, we you know you go to a market where they do like catered Thanksgiving stuff. The day after Thanksgiving, they still have like whole tubs of oh. gravy and uh, so mashed potatoes. Are leftovers? All the that you want. So we just went out and bought leftovers. Wow, and, ate, and then ate them. And then we ate lots of pie and cake and ice cream, and yeah, it was pretty good. That sounds wonderful. What about you? What did you do? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was good. I had turkey. Um, my housemate, uh, Wes, uh, did not fly home, so he and his friend had their own little Thanksgiving. Uh, unfortunately, and they tried using, remember last year for Tested, we did the deep frying of turkey. We had two deep fryers, a, a traditional uh, gas deep fryer, which is the dangerous kind. It's the kind where the oil can spill out. Hit the fire and explode. William Shatner is totally on the case with this, warning people not to burn down their garages. Uh, we also had the electric deep fryer, which was a little tougher to clean. Uh, I think it was a butterball, actually, a butterball electric deep fryer. And um, that's one that Wes decided to use, but he did not get a turkey ahead of time. 
That so, was that was the one we said don't use because it was scary and the turkey was too big for it. No, that's why you buy a smaller turkey. Well, we had like I mean, a twenty pound turkey last year or sixteen pound turkey last year. He want he wanted to buy like a ten pound turkey or eight eight to ten pound turkey. Apparently, sell those turkeys in that size. But all they had, even on the day of Thanksgiving, they had they took all the turkeys out of the the freezer aisle into like you know bins or something. Yeah, the, to the defrost. Tur- yeah, the and those are still too frozen to deep fry. You don't want to deep fry a frozen turkey. That'd be bad. Yeah, that is real bad. Fire, fire everywhere. Yeah. Um. So you want to talk about tech news? Have we talked about Thanksgiving enough? Did you any shopping? Any any uh? I bought online a, shopping. I I bought a lot of baby stuff. I bought a ton of baby stuff actually. Now baby stuff is the kind of thing that doesn't matter. You're going to have the baby no matter what. Yeah. So they don't need to have a sale. For but they Black do. Friday. They did have sales. So like we got the baby monitor, which is normally we got it for like eighty bucks off on Amazon, I think. Uh, the swing, which apparently is a really critical piece of baby technology. Uh, we got that for twenty or thirty dollars off. I mean, all told, we probably saved four hundred dollars on on a few grand worth of stuff, um, including like changing tables and all that kind of crap. So, uh, so that was really good. Um, Gary, did you buy anything? I don't know if Gary could hear us. Oh, did we lose Gary? Oh my God, not Gary! No. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. Well, okay, I'll go back over there. You could just hit redial. Oh, I I, I can't hit anything right now. Just keep talking. Um, so, uh, Will bought baby stuff. I uh, went to the wire cutter, and they had a, a page that was refreshing uh, throughout the weekend, updated throughout the weekend with the best deals. And I jumped in on some cheap power tools, and I think that was it. What kind of power tools? Cheap ones. Like drill saw? Uh, like, a, like a Dremel. And we're getting Gary back. Um, yeah, there was, there was some... Decent deals, but like nothing I needed really needed to buy. I think there was a good like James Bond 50th anniversary 22 Blu-rays for 100 bucks. That seemed like a good yeah, one. I uh, I just missed that one. Oh, uh, really? Did you? Did you? It was on. I didn't really. I didn't really want it anyway. I yeah. like Bond movies, but I don't need to own them all. You don't need them. That's the thing. Yeah, I got a couple of them. good deals. I got Louis season two on Blu-ray for eight bucks, which is pretty cheap. I think they had all four Die Hard movies. Well, you'd only keep like two of them. Uh, yeah, for just, yeah, twenty bucks. Wait, and I got three and uh, one. Three and one. Okay. And I got a pretty good deal on the first season of Homeland, which is a show I've been wanting to watch for a while. And finally, got the Blu-ray for a very cheap price. It was like eighty percent off. Or and that's, that's crazy. That's a, that's a perfect buy because that's the kind of show that's not actually on Netflix. Yeah. Or on uh, you, you can, get it on you iTunes. Get it iTunes. That's it. But you're paying. Yeah, but you end up spending amount. more money watching it that way than if you would just buy the Blu-ray. Exactly. So exactly. I um. I like I like the internet deals. I feel like you can you can feel just as satisfied because of the scarcity of them. You can feel just as satisfied about getting a good deal online than if you're actually kind of throwing elbows at your local Walmart or whatever, but without any you know Did you lack, see as many, any real lack of dignity. Any uh, the the craziness on? The I didn't movies? watch it. I didn't see any of the. I saw at Walmart a crowd of people fighting over a two dollar waffle iron. That was kind of cool. Jesus. Um, <laughs> And Leah, when she went downtown, she actually saw some fistfights break out over pants and things in over Old Navy. pants? Yeah, it's amazing what, what fist happens. Fistfights over pants. Yeah, it's pathetic. I, um, I, watch, I did a bunch of car seat, like the infant carrier car seat research, and that exhausted me so much that I took one of the greatest naps of my life to date that afternoon. And I went, went and took a nap at like 2 o'clock on Friday and woke up at 6.45. So it maybe it may have transcended nap status at that point, but it was a, it was a it was a pretty good afternoon. I'm gonna. I tell you, after that after Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday, I can't remember the last time I was so, you know, like couch bound. Like I just didn't want to get up at all. I was absolutely exhausted. We were sitting there, and it was there was a like at some point 
I think you said we should play Wii U. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, okay, let's, let's play Wii U. And well, then it was, was the least the plan, energetic. Even I, after dinner, was like, oh, really? Well, so then we. Like, p- yeah. Had the plan been to play Dance Central or something, that would have been totally vetoed, I think. Uh, well, if we had played. A, Gene is not allowed to play Dance Central until we're much closer to due date. Right. Uh, and B, uh, Dance Central would have. We would have had to get buckets, I think. Yeah, it wouldn't, that, have, so. it wouldn't have been good. Not good. But, you know, the minimal amount of, of motion involved in the Wii U games was, was. I think that was about as much physical exertion as I could muster. Slight waggle. Yeah, a little bit of waggle. Uh, so, that's it. so, speaking of Wii U, uh, Nintendo announced Wii U sales. Sales figures for, I guess, the first week. Is that what it was? Through Black Friday or through Saturday? Um, uh, well, I think they're saying, like, you know, so far since launch. Okay. Uh, and this, so this came out on Tuesday, I guess. So it's not, you know, it's not a full 14 days or whatever from, from when we were, were actually live. But they sold uh, 1.1 million consoles during that holiday week. Uh, now that's tricky because it also includes the Wii and the 3DS. If you break down the Wii U sales, they sold 400,000 units. Right. Which is good, but not brilliant. Well, and it, it's also, it's difficult. It seems like Reggie said that they were, const- he implied that they were contra- constrained by supply, but he didn't actually say, Hey, yeah, we sold as many as we had. Um, because right now you can walk into a Target or a, or a Walmart pretty much anywhere or at least many places and they have giant stacks of, of both. Both skews. And one, of the, one of the things I enjoy doing after a console launch or any kind of big product launch, and there's the inevitable press release that comes out, uh, is passing the language that they use. Because mm-hmm. you, can, you can always, it, it's amazing that you can interpret a lot from the things that they don't say. Oh, like yeah. any, any milestone or any boast that they can even vaguely conceivably make, they will pounce on it. So if, they, if there's certain things that they don't say, like we sold out or we can't keep it in supply or whatever. Um, if they if they're not saying that, then that's probably quite telling. Plus, you can and, look at previous years and and their previous announcements. Like if you look at the numbers they announce, not just numbers, but like the language they use for previous console sales, or and especially for like Apple products, you know, yeah, they, they'll really what they don't say is if they don't say it, you know, they didn't meet the, that goal. Well, right. one of the great ones I remember when Sony was still struggling with the PlayStation Three in one of its one of its first years when they they did a holiday sales press release that just bundled everything into the quote unquote PlayStation family yeah. of products, <laughs> so they could try and bury the <laughs> underwhelming sales of PlayStation Three in with PS Two, which was actually still selling quite well. And it's weird, isn't it? What a, what a long tail some of these consoles have. Like the the original Wii, which is now what six years old, Seven. only sold only sold a few cop, a, a, you know, like a hundred thousand less than the new Wii U. I mean, that thing is still selling really well. It's mad. Well, and it's I, I don't know what the price on the on the Wii is now, but it's got to be one hundred and fifty bucks, right? It's it's low. It's, I think yeah, it's pretty low. Um, I I think there's a much larger market than we really take it than we really account for. Uh, of people who don't buy consoles until they're one hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars. I mean, also, the, the Xbox all the games are out and the games yeah. are cheap. Yeah, I mean, I, I and I did this with the PS2. I didn't buy a PS2 until really late in the generation, and it was awesome because I was able to, like Norm said, go get twenty games for the price of of a launch console and the five shitty games that are bundled. Yeah. So, and, and just anecdotally, deals. what 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 I seem to be seeing from my own, you know, poking around stores and talking to people online about their experiences, is that the is that it's not impossible to find a Wii U right now. You, as, as console launches go, when there tends to be a, a scarcity, at least through the holiday period, it's, it would not be... T- if I wanted to find one right now, I could probably come, come back with one this afternoon. You know, uh, we... Oh. Uh, Nintendo fans will say that no matter what the sales were, if they sold out a Wii's, we would blame Nintendo for constraining supply. Right. If they, they didn't yeah. sell, 
out of Wii's, then you know, then they didn't sell enough. Then the, the next Dreamcast. Yeah. So you know, what, what what is the right answer? Yeah, and there seems to be a general uh, attitude. I don't know where this came from, but it's it's. I think it's after the Wii this started a, a general kind of attitude in the press among industry observers and people that, that spend their time talking about video games that they've become kind of schadenfreude about Nintendo. Like they, they, for some reason, they almost want them to fail and they're looking to pounce on anything they can. I don't know why that is. I love Nintendo. I want to see them succeed. They're the only yeah. company doing anything radically different for the last two generations. I'd rather see that rewarded than punished. And I'd rather there be product in store than it be sold out, yeah. even if that means they're not doing super well. It's easy to get product. So, so yeah. I went into a Target, the Target in Colma this morning, and was they had 16 black we use because uh, I need to get one for a, for a, a, a coworker. So yeah, I mean they're they're relatively easy to come by. Although from responses on Twitter, it seems like depending on where you're where you are in the country, you may or may not be having problems finding them. It seems like some of the middle country middle of the country is not as stocked. I'm it's it's weird that it has become this situation now where if you can find a product on the shelves, that means it must be a failure. Yeah, like when, when, how did that start? Well, I mean that blame blame Apple and and the Wii. I mean, if you look back at the Wii, when I talked to the the cashier at Target this morning, she was a veteran of the first first go round with the Wii. When she said, "Yeah, we would come in on the mornings that we got shipments, and there would be six people in line every day to get the five that we had." And uh, somebody went home, went home disappointed every day, and it wasn't until yeah. next year well, that we yeah, actually had them reliably. Remember, it wasn't until like March or April or something that they were readily available on shelves. They, that was hard to find for an astonishing amount of time. It, yeah, it was one of those things that if you went into a Target or a Best Buy or something and saw a Wii there, you thought, hmm, you know, I could probably turn this around on on, e- on eBay or something for a hundred bucks more than I pay for it right now if I buy it. The real story I mean, I for me was not, bags, the, was not the Wii, although you know it's going to get headlines because it's the new console. But Microsoft, of course, came out and big upped. Nintendo right away, yeah. Uh, with seven hundred fifty thousand Xbox three sixty sold, which for a console Ooh. which is seven years old and nearing the end of its life is insane that well, it's still selling that much they, every month. They're benefiting from the same effect that the PS two had last generation, where it was the de facto. There's a lot of discs out there for it. A lot of people are using that that console. So you know now that it's cheaper, and there's, I mean, I think the average price on a on a three sixty is like one hundred seventy eight dollars now. It's really it's well, really low. And, and they've always done a very good job of coming up with some very compelling bundles. I mean, you can get now a, a Fully loaded, you know, and by that I mean like a 250 gigabyte hard drive uh, Xbox yeah. 360 with some games bundled in for like 199. And, it, and it's not like it's not like the launch window bundle fuck games where it's the three things you don't want to play on that console. Oh, like, the Costco bundles. Very smart with their bundles. They have. I mean, there's like. I mean, not my cup of tea, but for kids, there's a there's a there's a Skylanders bundle which is probably <laughs> flying off the shelves. I would imagine. So while I was waiting for the Wii to come down from storage this morning, I played the Skylanders a little bit because they had the whole kiosk set up right there. Yeah, it's really fun to put the little thing on the platform and watch your dude come in. Target the other day putting the little toys on the on the oh. on the plinth and seeing them appear in the game. Oh my yeah. goodness! So that's the way you unlock it. It's you put the toy. Buy the, the only toy. way you can play that character that is, is if you have the so toy. So manipulative. I, 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 oh, feel, I feel like I, I, the guy walked away and the plinth was there, and I could have easily over, went over and put a toy on it. But I kind of looked at it the same way as if the guy came up to me and said, "Hey, do you want to try meth?" I'm like, <laughs> and it's free and it's available to me right now, and I'd be interested to know what it's like. But uh, you know what you should I, do? Like it's a bad idea to start to open that door. Gary, you should get the most rare toy. Like get it from Jeff or something. Go to Targets. Around the country, around the area, load up that rare toy and have the kids crowd and you go, oh, nope, taking it home now and take it off the platform. And then they but just make kids unhappy, you monster. mean? Yeah. What a, what a Christmas treat that would yeah. be. Yeah. Stay in school, kids. Norman Chan, the Grinch. 
Yeah. But it is amazing, isn't it? The expo. I mean, it's because it, you always worry about saturations. Like, how many people are there left to still well, buy things? I mean, you know, people are buying their second Xbox. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I bet there's. I know personally people who are on their fifth, sixth, or seventh Xbox at this point. So you know, that's a surefire way to ensure that you can sell a lot of consoles every holiday season. Because you know, at some point, those consoles aren't just to play games. You know, your household may have an Xbox for the living room, but then mom and dad might want one for the bedroom because they can also do Netflix and all the online stuff with it. Yeah, and also play connect and whatever games yeah. they want bedroom yeah, connect. I mean, we put one in the baby's room just as you know for when she for when she wants it just as like a streaming box for like netflix kids and stuff this is what it's but that's become. a terrible streaming box because you have to pay for xbox live gold along not, with it it's not a great streaming box but again you, you only need one gold account and you can you can cloud log into your game attack from anywhere well as long as you're not trying to play an xbox game in the living room while she fires up to watch dora that's true. In fact, I, I considered just getting like a Roku box or something for that because there are there obviously are other streaming options available. Did yeah. you? Since we're talking about consoles, did you want to talk about the Wii Mini at yeah, all? Yeah, so next what on the you list. can't okay. play Netflix on is the new Wii Mini. The Canada, hey Canada, guess what? You finally have something exclusive. They have the best looking Wii out there. Yeah, it's also the worst Wii. It's it is, but, this, it is, but it is also the best looking. I don't think we should easily, overlook that. Easily no. the best looking. It's one. very attractive. I just want to say I love, love, love the kind of throwback retro look of that console. Like that it really does right. look like like an old NES or something, and I love that. Actually, if you t- if you're thinking back, if you think back to the to like the late refresh designs of almost all of the Nintendo consoles, at least the ones that got them. So the NES and the and the SNES, um, and then now the Wii, I guess. The, the the late refresh is gorgeous. Like they did good on all of them. The the NES one that didn't have the front loader, except for the the Game Boy Micro. The Game Boy Micro oh, was yeah, real late. I, I didn't like the NES refresh. Oh, I I loved it without the without the loader that causes all the problems. You just slam the cartridge right in the top. The like one that had like the little the top loader with the little cylindrical yeah. bar going through it. I oh, didn't like. That. Oh well. Sorry, Gary. I like the original. I like the original classic. Hey, it's weird, isn't it? How is it that, like, in an age in which game consoles are trying to look slicker? I mean, even the Wii U now, you know, it's this kind of piano black. It's trying to look sexy and cool and, like, high-end electronics. That the, the, the console we're actually now most aesthetically pleased by is the one that looks like the cheapest plasticky throwback thing. Well, you know, we're fools. Is it just nostalgia? That's the takeaway. We're idiots. We want some diversity in... It's balanced. It's relative, because if everything in the, the uh, entertainment center... In the living room is matte black, or you know, looks like a PS3 or shiny black. Then whatever stands out is going to look great. Honestly, now why, why do only Canadians get this thing? I do not know because it's That's red. Not... Free healthcare in the Wii Mini. Yeah, the the interesting thing. I mean, maybe they looked at broadband penetration in Canada, and they're looking at places like northern Alberta and Yukon Territory and stuff like that where there's no broadband, and thinking, hey, these people aren't using Netflix anyway, and also no, Canadian Netflix Canada, kind of no, sucks. So internet connection. Let's so make it clear so, the difference. To summarize, yeah. for people who may not have heard of it, yeah. the Wii Mini is the Wii mm-hmm. in a small the old box. Wii. Just to be clear, not the, the old Wii, Wii in a smaller box, which is quite attractive. Yeah. Uh, but there's no internet connectivity and Not also no GameCube uh, no compatibility. backwards they, compatibility. So they've, they've no a, internet. Does a, it come with uh, a waggle stick? Uh, yeah, it, it comes yeah. with a red Wiimote and a nunchuck, both red. Like the like that's almost worth ninety nine bucks on its on its own. Red yeah. Wiimote, red nunchuck. I think, I think nunchuck. you're going to see a lot of uh, importing from U.S. collectors and other people that are going to want this thing. A, a lot of a lot of Canadian. Uh, Wii Minis are not going to stay in Canada. They're, they're going to be exported out as a collector's item. I'm really interested in in the no internet choice. That just that that's the most like if you look at dopey Nintendo decisions, which which we talked about a lot last week when we talked about the the Wii U and the way the, the launch stuff works, uh, the internet works on the launch on the launch of the Wii U. 
Um, it, it, it's it's really interesting that they think, oh yeah, okay, the thing we cannot put on here is internet. Whereas if Microsoft was releasing a low cost Xbox, I think that they would probably just release a box with no disk drive. No, they would do only internet. Which only internet do. and downloadable. Yeah, I mean it's 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 very telling. Um, well, little, little Susie doesn't need you know doesn't need to play online games. I mean, if, when playtime, when friends come over, they can play. You know, I I struggled Galaxy. for a while when I first saw this thing to figure out who it was for because it's not terribly more expensive than a regular, less expensive than a regular Wii, and it's it's missing a lot of what people like about the Wii, which is the the Wii Sharp and Virtual Console and stuff. I like don't think that. really. Do you think people but, really like that about the Wii? Oh, it's what I like about it. It's, well, but you're it's the old. best uh, standard deaf Netflix player. I think it's. I think it's. I think this is for people whose ki- whose parents, for kids whose parents are afraid of the internet. I think. I think that's that's exactly where I was going. I think it's a cheap video game box, an old fashioned console yeah. that, can, that you can stick in your kid's bedroom for a cheap price. It looks very friendly. It's Nintendo branded, which you know you feel comfortable with that right away. And yeah, all these stories that you see on like Channel 11 News, like is your Nintendo a, a gateway to porn or whatever, for your, what's your yeah. child really doing in his Fuck bedroom? Yeah. The fact that this thing doesn't connect to the internet at all is, it's old fashioned, but it's comforting in a way, I guess, for parents. I wonder if, um, I wonder if they're going to release like virtual console titles on bundled compilation discs or something like that. So you can go and buy a disc with, you know, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3 on it for 20 bucks or 25 bucks or something like that and play those virtual console games on this as well. Cause that seems like a big opportunity for, for, for a $99 Wii. I don't know. I, I think this is a really weird product. I'm, I'm, it, I'm and it's, flummoxed. And it still doesn't play DVDs, right? It never has. Uh, the Japanese ones did, but the U.S. ones didn't. And apparently the GameCube back compat, there were a couple of releases of the actual Wii that didn't have GameCube back compat as well. But I, I, like, I don't know why you would even bother doing that because it's essentially the same hardware. Like, I think that is a I switch. I think there's a market not, for it. Again, I think for like, you know, low-income households or for people that want to have a, a game box for their kids. And obviously Nintendo is the Disney of video games people feel comfortable with it it's not expensive it has the key franchises mario you want to play mario zelda it's the only one place you can go and again the lack of internet is actually kind of could uh, be reassuring in a yeah. way i think for parents so you're saying this is uh if style if stan kyle and cartman are playing ps3s and xbox 360s this is the console for kenny uh pretty much i would think so although you remember how excited cartman was about the wii he froze himself in, in true. Ice. he buck rogers if only he'd known Oh. Mm, I, I would have, I would have, I would have frozen myself in ice. Delicious clams. <laughs> I wouldn't have waited for the Wii to come out. I'd say, wait me when it's gone. Wait me, wait me when this generation is finished. Oh come on, Super Mario Ga- Galaxy. You're all tied. That's your favorite game of the generation. You've said Super it before. Mario Galaxy is my favorite. Yeah. Actually, I might be tied now, but it is my favorite game of this generation. Wait, 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 wait. Tied with Journey. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, thank goodness you weren't going to say Codblops too. <laughs> oh, it's up. I mean, it's not. It's definitely going to be one of my top top games of the year. But it's not. You know, the whole generation. That's that's a different question. Cod Blops Two is definitely my favorite Cod Blops. It's good. It's my it's, it's my favorite Cod. Not mm. not just Cod Blops, but all uh, of Cod. All of Cod. All of Cod. <laughs> it's, it's the Cod Supreme. It has all of the Blops. While we're talking about sales figures, uh, let's talk about Kindle sales. Amazon oh, did announce some of those. Yeah, Amazon. Well, they did. Kind they of. always did. And, you know, Kindle's number one selling product on Amazon. Um, and Amazon's which, the number one online retailer. So it must be the number one selling product on the internet. Um, the Kindle... Wait, uh, hold on. I don't think that logic... No, it does not. No, it doesn't work at all. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Of course it doesn't. Uh, Amazon announced that this year's Black Friday, they sold twice as many Kindles as they did last Black Friday. 
But that's how they say it, right? They never actually say numbers. Always relative. Never say numbers. They'll say it's the best-selling product on Amazon. Number one, but they'll never say which SKU. And having sold twice as many this year, they have seven different Kindles, and that's not accounting for the different capacities. Oh, you're, so you're saying just with the three fires. They have three well, fires. Or are you counting the LTE as a separate fire? LTEs, they consider a separate fire. Okay, so four fires. And then three full Kindles, a regular Kindle. Well, hold on, what's the third? The key, are they still selling the keyboard? They sell the keyboard. They sell the $69 one. Mm-hmm. They sell the paper, paper white. Mm-hmm. And then they sell the key, 3G yep. with the keyboard still? Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. So, what's the business reason for leaving the numbers out? I mean, I imagine the numbers are pretty impressive. Why, why do they, they've made a choice to, to couch it in these terms. Why do they do that? Because they don't have to. I mean, because, because then that gives everybody else a point of comparison. And right now, right now the whole, there's no, no one has any idea how many numbers, it's the same reason Steam doesn't release numbers. Do they ever talk about what are comparatively the biggest selling SKUs? No. I what what so. would be your guess? Uh, I would I think, think it's got to be the paperwhite, right? Paperwhite. I think this, I love no, no. I just, I just took it on a trip with me, and I love it so much. It's so great. I bet the sixty dollars one outsells the paperwhite. I think the paperwhite outsells it because at that under hundred bucks at that point, if you're spending t- ten to twenty dollars a book, uh, that under hundred bucks with the paperwhite, okay. you, you get yeah, okay. I'll, I'll buy that. I, last year, I, I think the, the seventy nine dollars one is the sweet spot between being yeah. like the best Kindle you can get for yeah. for your the best most bang for your buck. I yeah, think. yeah. And well, also, bucks. I mean, last year it was different between under hundred dollars and over hundred dollars. Both being under hundred makes it easy. And neither had a light. The, I think the addition of the light on the paperwhite is is a huge, huge deal. Yeah. It's for terrific. People. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, even with the seven inch tablets, I still read books on the paper white more. But often the fact that they sold twice as many, they couldn't have sold. I mean, even though the paper white, I know a lot of people with the keyboard probably uh, updated to the paper, paper white because they did, it was worth skipping the touch. But with the with the light, it and the light lighter, is a game changer. It it's about time worth the upgrade. A lot of people don't need to. The old first gen Kindles work just fine, um, but even with people updating to the Paperwhite, the fact they sold twice many total Kindles as a whole means they must have sold a bunch of Fire HDs. You think? I think they sold a bunch. They, I think, if you took out all, you know, if, if they did not sell that many Fire HDs, they couldn't have gotten twice as many sales as last Black Friday. Because they sold a lot of Fire HDs last year too, I guess, or fi- just fires. They sold a lot of fires, so I think, a lot I think of people who got burned I, it, by it fires. It seems like Amazon came have had a very, very good year with the Kindle, uh, and will continue to through the holidays. I think you know it took it took them one generation to get the fire right. Mm-hmm. The, the first generation was kind of crappy, but it seems like the new fires are pretty good. I still don't, I don't, I, I, I don't really feel like I could recommend that H point nine that eight point nine HD one to anyone. I would say if you just want that size, just get an iPad. I know the fire is a little bit cheaper, but. I like I like the seven inch one, not so much the nine inch one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that's that's where we ended. I mean, I, after using it for two weeks, that's where I ended up. I think the eight point nine has a really gorgeous screen. If you just want something to watch a bunch of video on, and you don't want to get a DVD, a portable DVD or Blu Ray player, go for it. Right, it does have a great screen. That's the the like if you're if you want something to hang off the back of the headrest in the minivan, yeah. while, so the kids can watch some glorious high definition video while you're driving to grandma's, that's perfect. But it is crazy expensive for that. And it's not it's not as good as the other ten inch tablets for doing things that aren't watching video. It's not even particularly good for reading. Um, yeah, I agree. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think Amazon. I'm sure Amazon will have a very good year with these products. Yeah, I they've mean, got quite it, the range now. It's good that I, I'm glad that they've kind of recovered from the misstep that was the original Kindle Fire. And I know a lot of people really love it. And I, I don't think you're dumb or wrong or whatever. But you, you, if you haven't used 
if you didn't have the experience with the other products, it's really difficult to say why that fell short. How is the Nook doing these days? It seems like you, if you're not Amazon, it seems like being in the e-reader ebook market is just it's got to be tough. Don't I you think, think? I mean, it's not like Nook actually, are actually they, they're still kind of hanging on. They are well. they are the black knight of this whole thing. There, I think they're, they're the evil evil knight. I don't think they're evil knight, but well, that's are, what the black knight implies. Uh, but that's kind of racist. No, um, Arthurian. I think uh, Nook's doing well. If they still have stores around. They're still selling books. They have a really interesting business model in that they still sell traditional books, and they have managed to adjust their business to add its new business, which Microsoft has invested in. Yeah. To to sell an e uh, like a, a tablet that people actually buy and use. And if you go in any Barnes and Noble's bookstore, which people love hanging out in still because there are no more borders, Nook is everywhere. I don't think there are Barnes and Nobles anymore. There are Barnes and Nobles. The one in Coma has closed or relocated. They are like, still there. When you search for them, bookshops are starting to feel a bit like travel agents. It's like when you see one, you're like, oh, I guess, I guess, yeah, that's something that people still do. Yeah, the thing for me is when I see a bookstore, I assume if it's not some chain, I assume it's a, just a, it's got to be an awesome bookstore if it's survived, right? So then it's worth good. It's like Powell's and in. In uh, in uh, Portland or City Lights or you know one of the awesome awesome bookshops. Books yeah, in a way, it's kind of weird. You think that you might actually imagine that the biggest, the big chain, big box bookstores like Borders, which is obviously already gone, and Barnes and Noble, who deal in volume and just deal in the popular titles, the kind of things that probably do sell very well online as well. Yeah, are actually the ones that are going to get hurt the most. And it's ironically the little mom and pop, like the the, the used bookstores and things like that, that will survive. Yeah, well, and the and the like the science fiction, the the genre bookstores and stuff like that. The guys who've yeah. gone deep in a genre plus newsstands. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean newsstands? If you go to a bookstore, so you can get like book magazines and periodicals from around the world. That seems like a, a airport kind of gig for the most no, part. If you go to like in Barnes and Noble, like the one in um, Tanfran, there's a huge wall just for periodicals, and that's stuff that you can't like. You can, sure you can find this. So they're like books. websites on paper. Sure, <laughs> they're like websites on paper. Um, but the secret awesome thing, like okay, you don't need to buy Entertainment Weekly or. You know, get a subscription on that if you really want that digest. But go to a newsstand and buy international magazines. Those are the best. For and example? Like if you get you know, Wired UK, if you get like Japanese model magazines. How much overlap is there between Wired UK and Wired US? Very little. Really? Yeah. Completely different stories. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, sounds good. Norm's Pro Magazine. Uh, do we want to talk about Kindle anymore or we, we feel like moving on? Feels like a Kindle good sold on. a lot. What Woo. is there to say? Well Woo. done, Amazon. Um, great, they've if, made a great product. Great combination of a product and ecosystem. If I you're think. giving one as a gift, I, like I would give the paper white if people are, want something to read on. Yeah, no oh, question. I, no, no question. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's any reputable tech site or outlet out there that would that would recommend anything other than the paper white as like the premium dedicated e-reader is there i mean they all they all pretty much said it um the the nook simple touch the the one with the light is is equivalent i still feel like the, I, the, the, Nook, in the comparisons I saw, the paper white light is far superior. Well, okay, yeah. So smoothness of the light aside, like the the the, the Nook is seems fine. It's not. I don't think it's as nice a piece of hardware. It's not as constructed as well, and it feels kind of almost like a play school thing. Um, we uh, we we can obviously can't talk, uh, not talk about the Apple sales and. Which they have not announced, but Apple did have a Black Friday sale. No iPad Mini listed. Uh, iPad Mini was not listed. Uh, they gave like hundred bucks off on various products, MacBooks and stuff. If you wanted a MacBook Air, you could get a pretty good deal. I, I think so. Yeah. And iPad Mini. Do you know if it's difficult to buy one in stores now? 
Um, just an, again, just anecdotally, I was in a couple of Targets over the holiday weekend, and they were all cleared out at the wow. stores. God, it's three hundred thirty dollars for that. For three hundred bucks, you can get the the eight point nine Kindle. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think what, what do you think people would be more happy to receive? The if mini, they, if they are platform agnostic. I think the mini. Um, I, I would rather have. I would rather have the mini or a Nexus than than the than the the, the Kindle, Kindle Fire. Yeah, I mean it's it's a situation like your initial inclination is to think, oh, wow, bigger is better. Yeah. Get the bigger screen. Oh my god, the movies look so great. And if you're going to leave it sitting on the couch, we talked about this in the quick look, which hasn't gone up yet, obviously. Um, if you're going to leave it sitting on the couch, it's great to get the big one, right? If it's something you're going to carry with you and use as kind of a you know portable internet tablet, then get the smaller one because you're not going to lose anything. The only thing you lose is the high resolution screen. I think the people who are ha- who want the portable internet tablet uh, are the people who want that as your second tablet. And I think a lot of people who don't have tablets yet still want the the big tablet. Um, Store.apple.com is saying two weeks to ship on every pretty much every iPad Mini, so they 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 may still be supply constrained. Constrained. Um, they did have some good deals on on uh, like a uh, lot, lot of MP3 player deals is kind of always the case. Nanos and stuff like that. Uh, and the iPod Touch, uh, they dropped the price so that it actually, if you bought on Black Friday, that does kind of make it a compelling argument to buy that instead of the uh, the mini iPad Mini for another forty bucks. Um, let's talk about uh, iOS Maps because guess what? Eddie Q has cut a path through the Maps department and sacked the guy who was in charge of of uh, of uh, Apple Maps. Is anyone yeah, I thought when Scott Fostall went that that was yeah. what that was about, but I guess that was a bigger problem and now they're now they're actually cleaning out the uh, the actual map people. Yeah, I I you know, I I always feel too well, first off, they did it in a particularly gruesome way and fired him the day before Thanksgiving, which is unkind. I'm sure he got a, a severance package that made him not too upset, but um I, you know, I I feel like in these kinds when 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 you see these kinds of cuts made because of a bad product or whatever, typically one person isn't responsible for the product being bad. Because um, I mean, we've talked about this before, but nobody but sets out to make something respons- that's shit. Someone takes responsibility. Well, I think someone hires people and someone manages them. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, at some point, you have to have somebody saying, "Yeah, this isn't good enough. Go back and do it again." Um, and their mistake was that they, because of the deal with, uh, because they were bailing out of the deal with Google, uh, they had to have it done in time for the iOS six launch. I think if you're working on that high of a level for the biggest company in the world, you you gotta have you gotta be smarter than that. I must uh, uh, maybe you gotta be smarter than be, what? Gotta be smarter than wait till oh oh I didn't realize we're on a oh, short deadline. Absolutely. And, yeah. So m- maps. And there's is, very little tolerance for failure at yeah. Apple. I'm sure maps even not even at the post jobs age. Yeah, and uh, and zero tolerance is a is a good policy. It was interesting though because you didn't used to hear about the firings happening in the Jobs age. Well, I mean, that, you, that's because people were less interested in the politicking. I and, guess that's true. In in the the, the crazy rumor mongering. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, firing people doesn't make maps better. But uh, the rumor is that Google Maps is uh, in final polish stages. So the the question though is was is was the firing warranted because. Maps is actually incredibly bad because the way Maps is perceived, I don't think Maps Maps has worked for me. Navigation has worked fine for me in in some cases. But it's one of those things. It's not like Siri where if it fails three times, you're like, oh yeah, it's something dumb. If if Maps fails you once or twice, Maps is shit. I mean, that's the that's the problem. Is it failed because you're looking for it to the fail? Or is it penalty it for failure is is much higher for something as as crucial as Maps. 
and I'm not defending like Matthew as being perfect, but a lot of the reports, you know, if you listen to the radio, read the papers, and they're reporting, oh, Apple fired a manager because Maps was super buggy or very buggy, and they label it as that, or you know, it wasn't buggy in the sense that it didn't. You, know, you can load it and it, it was... Well, the, it, it is, glitch. though, because sometimes it would put stuff in the wrong place. And whether that's a data problem or software bug, we don't know. We probably don't have a way of knowing. I wouldn't call a data problem a, a bug. No, I know. But I'm, what I'm saying is, to the end user and a person using Maps and Maps failing, data problems and software bugs are indistinguishable. It's the app failing. So if they were tasked with making an app that is comparable to um, uh, uh, Google Maps... To replace it, then then they failed. Whether it's data bad, whether they got bad data because they made those arrangements, or whether there's software problems that that cause stuff to show up in the wrong place, and also it's it's not it, it hasn't delivered a lot of the features that they demoed during the the WWDC keynote. I mean, do you remember on stage when Tim Cook was like, "Hey, Siri will route you when you're hitting a horrible traffic jam." Siri will say, "Hey, there's a horrible traffic jam ahead. Why don't you go this way instead? It'll be a lot faster." So while, that's never happened to me. While, while it didn't. Give me a uh, – it didn't pop up a notification. I needed directions to go somewhere, and it did give me a route that I would not have normally taken, but uh-huh. it was a faster route. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, but that's what navigation programs do. Yeah, pick the fastest one. Yeah. And based, I mean, based on traffic and, yeah. and then go. I, I think navigation – if, if the data set was better and if it uh, was better at predicting what I was trying to search as opposed to throwing up errors because yeah. I typed a word wrong um, – then I, th- I think the the structure is right. The searching and the data is is not good. I, I honestly I think a lot of the I think a lot of this became an issue for for Apple because the stuff that Google's doing is so good right now. I mean, if you look at the Google Voice Search and Google Now, those two things both just I mean they're both infinitely more useful than yeah, Siri. And and who who's in charge of Siri? Because whoever's in charge of Siri should be. Sad. Well, that was forced all too. Well, full short, full Remember, they acquired that company to do Siri. Whoever was running that company also, right. I think, is as just as much fault as... Probably has already parachuted out. Probably, because Siri is, in comparison to Google Search, is a joke. Yeah. The Google Voice, the, that Google Voice Search app, or the Google app, has become a homepage icon for me now and is the first place I go when I want to find something. I do that instead of going to the computer now because you just hold up the phone and say, I want to find out about this, and then it gets it right, even if it's something hard that's not a real word or some nonsense from a video game. It's really good. Um, in fact, actually, I, I don't understand why Chrome on iOS doesn't – the voice search button on that doesn't use the same voice search as the Google app. I'm sure that's coming. Well, the Chrome is built in. I think, I think the, the one you use Google. The, of- the one that's built in is the old school kind of the thing with the buttons moving, the, the wave, wave, wavy lines. It's not, it doesn't work. On, at least on the iPad Mini. It may work on the iPhone. Um, and speaking of Google, Nexus 4. Gary, did you try to get a Nexus 4? The other, they went on sale yesterday, or uh, Tuesday, rather. Um, no, I already have a phone. Okay, so it uh, went on sale. If you, had, if you had, weren't able to order a phone three weeks ago when they went on sale initially, they said, okay, we, we're going to, at noon, we're going to open the floodgates again. And then their site was broken for basically six hours, as near as I could tell. Um, so a lot of people tried to order phones. It seems like they have them in stock and just can't get the, the, the e-commerce part of it to work right. Uh, so if you want a Nexus 4, go to the Play Store and go hit devices and, and mash proceed about a million times and you may or may not be able to order a phone. Uh, I gave up uh, after four hours of, of wrestling with it yesterday, so... LC, LG, who makes Nexus uh, 4, also came out and explained why uh, some people in Canada were able to actually activate limited 
uh, LTE on the Nexus 4, even though Nexus 4 does not, and one of the big complaints in the reviews is that it does not have LTE. Uh, it turns out that in that Qualcomm chip that's built in, uh-huh. uh, the LTE chip is there no matter what. Uh, what is not built into the Nexus 4 is uh, because they couldn't get the, uh, in, in the US, they couldn't get, come to terms with the carriers, is uh, the right antenna and the, the, the power. To, so which so it's LTE. the 1700 megahertz frequency or something? Is that the problem? I'm not exactly. No, it's not just a frequency problem, but the, the chip to like the radio is there, uh-huh. but there is not the extra stuff that you need to actually transmit and receive. Oh, and it probably doesn't so, have the right frequency antenna either. Not for the US. Yeah. But but uh I know Braga was saying that he had Nexus 4 LTE because Rogers I think has has the right spectrum and the right frequency and all that it's stuff. It's very limited. He has he has kind of LTE. He can tap into the network, but like you couldn't walk around and and also get those speeds. So he can pair his kind of LTE with his kind of Wii. Yeah, there he goes. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk? Let's talk about autonomous cars. Um, I saw I saw another Google car driving around, one of the self driving cars, uh, and there was a good piece in New Yorker this week that discussed the kind of um, it was almost like a, the Asimov style moral questions surrounding. Who, who else has seen self driving cars? Google self driving car driving around. Have you seen one, Gary? Uh, I haven't seen one in the flesh, and if I if I did, I probably would try to get out of its way. I wouldn't feel totally comfortable around one of those I, things I think, just yet. Do you know you know what they look like though? Right, they're they're Priuses, and they have a like a it almost looks like an old bubble, like a gumdrop cop siren on the top, but it's a lot bigger than that. And then it's got a spinning mirror that is the way you identify them. It's basically. as if the MP, MCP grabbed the Prius. Kind of, yeah. So or, these are actually driving around on the road right now, fairly, uh, fairly well, regularly. They, who's they, who's they driving? They just started because California just passed uh, in the past couple months. Uh, the uh, it was a, it was in the it was a proposition, was it? No, it wasn't a proposition. It, wasn't a proposition. it was yeah, it was the it was the, the lame duck yes. lame duck legislature passed uh, the law allowing Google to test these cars based on the I think Nevada and uh, Florida and laws. Um, yeah, I think it so that means three states. Just to be clear, there's three states in the United States that now it's it's legal to drive self-driving cars. And by drive means you have to actually sit, and there needs to be a per- real person behind the steering wheel. Right, and that person has to be sober and of sound mind and body, I assume. Yes. So it's it's not like a you know, Jetsons party where you're having a cocktail party in the back of the car. God, that would be awesome. While the robot drives you home. Um, but it's going to – we're eventually going to get them. I mean – it is no longer is it science fiction. Uh, it is five years, maybe ten years. I think uh, we will have electric cars. I can't many many electric cars on the road. We'll have many hybrid cars, many more hybrid cars on the road. Very few, I think, pure gasoline cars. Those yeah. can be the old relics and too expensive to actually maintain. Um, and we'll have some self driving cars. I you know my uncle has a has or my cousin rather has a Tesla. Uh, the 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 Model S, not the not the Roadster. Not, no, I'm sorry, the Roadster, not the not the coupe. Um, the sedan, sedan, and and he uh, says it cost him about two dollars a day to drive to work. No, that's well, two dollars a day is okay. The Roadster wasn't forty five miles each okay, way. That's that's a lot. Yeah, two dollars for forty five miles for ninety miles, hundred miles basically is yeah. extremely cheap, and it makes sense why Thomas cars would be paired with the all electric cars, not even the hybrids, because those electric cars have no, you know, they're, they're all, Hold on. It, the Google ones aren't, they're not gas Priuses. They are uh, gas Priuses. Okay. I'm saying in, in the future, they would be paired with the rise of electric cars and the rise of self-driving cars will co- go hand in hand because it's easy for a self-driving car to drive an electric car. It's because just, it's already it's, drive by wire. It's all drive by wire. Yeah. 
Um, I, I'm I'm really interested in this. The the New Yorker piece got into like the safety and the morality, and we've talked about that. I can't. I think we talked about it on a podcast with Adam once. Uh, the 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 you know the the one fail destroys the entire industry uh, effect of of self driving cars because people are naturally skeptical of this. When the initial reports came out, people thought it was another Google April Fool's prank. Um, and and like if the first time a self driving car kills someone, which is going to happen at some point, I mean it's it's probably inevitable. Uh, whether in a normal traffic accident or whatever, it's going to be incredibly scrutinized. And if the machine is in any way in fault. Then it's gonna it's gonna set the whole thing back another twenty or thirty years. Well, the whole point of the story was that the machine needs to take responsibility, and the manufacturer needs to take responsibility. In that, in a future where we will have self driving cars, we will absolutely need to program decision decisions, tough decisions, such as, for example, Gary, if you are in a self driving car, if you eventually it came to trust one. And the car was driving you down a street, and it was you driving or down, driving down a freeway, and suddenly, you know, a bus full of children swerved in front of you. Um, would you would the, would it make more sense for the self driving car to swerve away, potentially killing you, or swerve and and let the bus kill the forty children on the bus? So it's the iRobot situation. Like, what is, Will what is Smith there? is in the sinking car, yes. and there's save, a child. Save the girl or save, save me. the girl. Higher save probability. the girl. Yep. Yeah. What, what's what's the right decision there? Um, I don't know, but I, I do know that uh, this is. I, I think the earlier point you made is right that this is a tremendously high liability business to be in making robot cars, and you know the New Yorker piece, which seemed it seemed a bit paranoid, and they was going all the way down to the kind of the Skynet type inevitabilities of this. Um, but you know, it, it's worth thinking about. The more control we hand over to machines, the scarier it potentially is. I well, think- and 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 like Wes's space story the other day, if you know, a it's not like you have to weaponize these cars for them to be dangerous. If the robots take over, right? The 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 fact that it's a two ton or one ton car that is self propelled and can go a hundred miles an hour makes it enough of a weapon on its own. And if all of them are robot controlled, then I mean it is it is it's worth being paranoid now so that we don't end up you know John Connoring later. And it extends beyond a self driving car. You have autonomous drones in the military already being tested and flying, and they will also have to make decisions, um, you know, of whether. Whether to fire which patch of civilians should we kill? Um, there was that. Um, th- there was that uh, that talk we went to that we heard um, this, this uh, pilot. I guess he wrote the book uh, a book about um, testing uh, the predator drones, and he talked about his experience going through that simulator, the, the drone oh, simulator. Right. Um, and you know, we've seen the stories about how um, pilots are traditional aircraft pilots, fighter, you know, Navy pilots or Air Force pilots are taken out of flying planes and then use their experience to fly basically video games, video game-like drones with a, like, what is it, like a half-second latency yeah. between the drone across, halfway across the world and where they are with multiple chat windows popping up around them from military advisors and their commanders, you know, basically backseat driving. It's basically like having a team of 10 people help you play chess against somebody on the internet. I mean, and, it's the and, same kind and of... And you're trying to fly a plane at the same time yeah. with, with a half-second lag. Yeah. So it turns out all that Quake playing on a modem really would have trained me to be a great drone pilot. But there's a lot of human plus automated AI-provided intelligence to, to guide decisions. So it's, it's almost like the, um, the CAPTCHA thing. Like, um, 
You mean so when you say the capture thing, you mean that Google uses human power yes. to verify scanned book results. So, so the, the yeah. last the, the last decision is given to humans, but all the all the the boring stuff is all processed automatically. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's just say that that next in fifteen years, when you play Call of Duty and you operate the drone mission, that isn't actually wired into a real drone that's, that, that's taking care that's, of military that's missions. Stupid. You say that now, but give it time. That's stupid. Give it time. Um, let's talk about uh, WinPhone 7.8. It's not out yet. No. So it's yet again, the early adopters in Windows Phone are getting screwed, even as it seems like Windows Phone is having kind of a moment. They're saying they're seeing double sales of this time this, this time last year. Um, I think yeah, but come on. What, what does that mean? Double, double a very small amount is still not very much. Well, let's see. The, the 800, I guess the 800 wasn't out yet, was it? It was still like the Samsung and the HTC this time last year. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think doubling sales at any point is not a bad thing. It, clearly, their doubling is less than Amazon's doubling. Uh, but still, I, I don't think that that's anything to shake a stick at. But the Windows Phone 7 people seem to be getting completely screwed again because the update that makes them gives them parity with Windows 8. Not real parity. Well, fake parity. More parity uh, with Windows Phone 8 is, not, is nowhere to be found. I, I almost would hope that Microsoft would just bail on this Windows 7.8 idea and just give everyone who bought a 7 and 8. Yeah. Um, I think making them wait this long and then giving them an update, which I think it's they said would be rolling out in the next couple of weeks based on uh, something that was leaked in China. Um, that, I mean, that's the right thing to do. If they had said, hey, here's 100 bucks off, you can, uh, this will buy you out of your contract and you can use this to get a new phone on contract, perfect. Everybody's happy. Or let them get the Windows 8 phone because they're already going real cheap, you know, 100 bucks, 50 to 100 yeah. bucks. Let them get a, a cheap Windows well, 8 on phone contract. and only have to extend their contract. Right. Right. That's what, that's, yeah, that's what I just said. No, no, no. Not, not, not let them, not have them pay at all. Well, uh, give, yeah. give them a phone, let them trade yeah. in their phone for a new phone, and the most you have to do is extend your contract again. Right. Um, Elon Musk is pitching a Mars colony. I didn't see this story. What's the deal here? Uh, Wired, uh, Wired's Chris Anderson, which I guess is no longer Wired's Chris Anderson. Um, General Robotics is Chris Anderson. Yeah, he uh, wrote their, I guess it was, I don't know if it was a cover story, but this big interview with uh, Elon Musk, um, which is really interesting about, uh, because it explained Elon Musk, who founded PayPal and made, you know, a billion dollars from his previous internet ventures before um, doing SpaceX. And before and Tesla, Tesla. Uh, he had no real. He wasn't. He's not a rocket scientist. So as much as Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark is modeled after Elon Musk, uh, it's really only in the entrepreneurial sense. It's not in the he, Elon Musk doesn't like roll up his sleeves and then build rockets himself. He doesn't. He doesn't have Jarvis or or Gwyneth no, Paltrow. No, but no. he what he does have is a strong business sense and a, a, a mind to think out of the box. And what he did was realize there were a lot of cost inefficiencies uh, in the way rockets were tradi- are traditionally funded and, and constructed by, uh, by contractors. Um, and that's why SpaceX works. I think he said, if he, he said his first flight, the first flight they did was like $7 million, and it would have relatively, it orders of magnitudes cheaper than if the mm-hmm. government did it. Because they're not working with... That's the promise of privatized space. Yes. Yes. Uh, but his goal, uh, and he's not announcing anything, is to eventually get their Dragon capsule to Mars and to start an 80,000-person colony there. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That would. That's a lot of trips. Or a lot of babies. Well, I mean, even... It, yeah. Okay, so 
well, if it's a lot of babies, it's three generations of, you know, how do you get to 80,000 people when you start with four? It's three or four generations, right? I mean, in fairness, it would take a long time to build out that much Mars base. So, um, did you give a timeline for this? No announcement? No, no, no announcement. Is this in his life? I assume he wants to see this happen in his lifetime. Though. I don't think he's going to be able to get to Mars. It's a two year trip, no matter what. He's 41 years old. If it happens, if, if, SpaceX, in its current growth and current success and current contracts with the government, everything works out perfectly for them. Costs don't ridiculously go up. Um, 15 years, he'll be like 55. He'll get there when he's 60. This is a, it's it's well, almost like he is less like Tony Stark at that point. He is more like Waylon in Prometheus. Yeah, then you've got to start worrying about the rigors of, of space travel on your body at that age and stuff. Yeah, yeah but lower gravity on Mars, you know, it's a... Uh, there's trade-offs. Oh, maybe he's, he's like, still fertile. Uh, he's he's like uh, John Hurt in um in Contact then at that point. Okay, maybe. I I don't know. I that's it's an interesting idea. I I think probably um at this point, given the length of time it's going to take us to get to Mars, it's much more likely that private enterprise will do it than than if you if someone came if someone gave up you know, if, and and he says oh the other thing is his idea of a uh, of you know space tourism and privatized space flight to Mars. Mm-hmm. He thinks it'll cost you maybe like. Five hundred thousand dollars, in when things go. So that includes that. That that I mean, I don't know. That seems crazy because given the cost of getting mass per, like the the cost per kilogram of mass into space, much less leaving orbit, seems like it's going to be prohibitive unless there's some sort of new engine technology. It turns out fuel is the least expensive part of it. It's the actual engines because we cannot reuse them. Ah, one one off engines, huh? Yeah, interesting. Um, if someone went up to you and you were like, let's say. I would sell my house. 20 years later and said for $500,000, you go to Mars and you can, you know, you, a spot on the list. Yeah. You just have to pay. Fuck would yeah. Would you go? Absolutely. You probably have to say, spend the rest of your life there. I'm cool with that. I mean, yeah, I guess I, I have kids You probably now. want to think that through a little bit more. Yeah. I see. You, you think that, but Mars, no, I'd, fuck yeah, I'd go to Mars. A- everybody would go to Mars. That's yeah, thing. but after like, it would be amazing for the first week, but then you're just in the middle of a fucking <laughs> desert and there's nothing to do. It's like the well, worst you, prison you in the You're building the future on Mars. You could see Earth and go, wow, I'll never go back there. And there are a million, literally a million places on Earth that you have not been that you would enjoy and be just as exotic and be as self-fulfilling you, but you're stuck on you're stuck you know million miles away. Can you check out like the Mars Jeep and go check out the 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 no, Mount Erebus? You know, and or are you stuck in the cave all day? You'd probably be working all day. They'd be well, they're work. fine. You're working toward the future. At least I'm do- doing something constructive. So you, you I'm you, building an outpost in space for humanity. You'd sacrifice your entire life, the rest of your entire life. Well, twenty years from family. now, I don't have that much life yet. Sure. sure. What would there be for entertainment? Would you be able to get the internet up there? <laughs> You know, yes, yes, you would. Is Martian Netflix better than Canadian Netflix? What What if you could go to Mars and live there for the rest of your life, but you only have the equivalent of dial-up internet? Well, at that point, that's probably the best you would get because Curiosity has basically dial-up internet. Yeah, but if there's eighty thousand people there, they'll improve the infrastructure. Of course. No, but I'm saying this is what you would have to do. That's the trade-off. You can forget about streaming video or downloading anything. It's like you basically you're back in GeoCities internet. Right. You you are recording video messages low compression or audio messages yeah. and sending them back and then the rest of your time there you're busy built like Will said building the future so yeah. you sacrifice your entire life so you have your name engraved on a plate to say I don't you know this was like, you're totally engraved. behind everything like, you just would have completed downloading like Gangnam Style now like you'd just finally be getting that I'm comfortable comes, making that sacrifice but uh, Gary at that point 
you know, if you're the first one on Mars to get it, then within the 80,000 people, you're still cool. Yeah. And once you get it down there, then you can you can spread it around like like wildfires. Local networks are fast. The oh, thing, so they'd be like guys on like the, the Martian street corners were like, oh, I've got the latest viral videos here. That's yeah, it. I, I've sacrificed that's my, my daily correspondence with loved ones to download the, the latest YouTube No, hits. no, it's not even downloads. It's that people come because at that point the sneaker net is faster. So when people come on the six-month trip or two, a nine-month trip, then, then they just come with discs full of the latest oh, internet like, juice. Yeah. Oh, you just wow. jack straight into Ter- that stuff. Terabytes of – oh, it's like – Wayback machine. Oh, I, I, that I would the, be even I slower. State... Physically taking the stuff out there would take even longer. No, no, no. What Will's saying is at that point, if you're carrying terabytes. The most valuable thing you can bring is hamster, is, is of, cat videos. Of internet, of, of, of data. I mean I, I, I mean, I guess as long as there's a regular supply of it, you just have to reset to, to understand that you're basically two years behind everyone else. I'm comfortable with, with being two years behind everyone else on dumb internet shit. Like Inception would be like the hot movie of this summer. Fantastic. You'd just, you'd just be getting it now. I See, I think That's you, okay. You just have to recalibrate. Here's the thing. You guys are, what, what you guys are talking about is a decision that millions and millions of – well, maybe thousands and thousands of people have made at different points in time over history. I mean if you look at the people who came to the new world first, they made the same choice. I'm going to give up the family and all the shit that I have back here in Europe where we have black death and plague and all sorts of right, horrible things. Right, because where they were leaving was terrible. Well, what are you feeling optimistic about uh, about I'm, Earth? I'm pretty happy about the Why don't you get get your cool floaty shit. boat and get ready for the rising waters in New York and, you know, it'll it'll all be good. Get your water wings on, Chan. I mean, right now Earth is yeah, Earth's got a lot of problems, but it's not it's still preferable to a fucking planet-sized desert with dial-up internet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep. you guys are not explorers. I think I would go to Mars in a heartbeat. See your family. Leave your leave your family behind. Uh, it'll work itself out. They can come if they want. No, they can't. Why it not? would be it would be it you, would be you, cool. You already if, sold your house. Well, what it if would I be cool if house? you did have very strictly rationed data? And so when you go when you get your turn at the terminal, and you've got like you know one megabyte, mm-hmm. and you've got to make a choice between like downloading the latest video message from your wife or like cat videos. That's <laughs> a choice you got to make every day. So you said well, you know the cat videos. Well, then we'll be, it's currency. You, no one wants to watch your, other, your wife videos, the, 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 but the cat like, videos. Like, like viral videos become like the new economic black market currency. Yeah. So, so what do you do? Send the equivalent of an SMS to your wife and say, sorry, honey, internet ration killed, talk tomorrow, and then download the cat videos with the other 998 kilobytes? I mean, I guess you could do that every now and again. You yeah. couldn't do that Twitter all the time. Twitter means so much other, more now. Sooner or later, they would figure out what's going on. Yeah, Twitter's the ultimate interstellar social network. Twitter is great because it's such it's such low data that you know you're not using. I mean, how much data is a tweet? A tiny amount. Yeah, but so, you can't cl- click any links. No links. No, n- none whatsoever. Oh, these are the problems we all face in the future. Um, Google's working on uh, search stuff. Speaking of problems we face in the future, and they are looking uh, for ways to find the ungoogleable. So right now, I'm not quite, but almost ungoogleable. If you search for Will Smith, I'm on page like 365. Not that kind of ungoogleable. Oh, different kind of ungoogleable? Different kind of ungoogleable. Explain. Uh, for example, how long the line is at the supermarket. Oh, so they're looking for local data. No, no just things that you would not normally think to search. Hmm. But things that you have questions about. I would like more examples. Like, for example, like so the extrapolation of what traffic is like on the freeway yeah. goes to what, you know, what uh, what the line is like at the supermarket? So you know, stock on Amazon would go to local things. Yeah, is this like I'm at the grocery store and I can't find uh, wild rice? So I search Google for where is wild rice in my Safeway, and they say it's on aisle seven on the left, halfway down. At that point, you wouldn't even need to search it. They know that you've bought wild rice at, once every month. 
you walk in, into the store and they'll go you pull up your android phone and you go go to aisle four get your pickup don't, well that's don't, the don't, first don't, mistake don't uh don't forget to pick up your wild rice this time huh. this is the sort of thing that google now is supposed to be yes, doing right exactly. like location context aware yes the, per, the perfect Google, the, the way Google measures the success of its search engine. Ultimate Google. The, the ultimate endpoint of Google is to answer questions for you before you ask them a question. But right as you're about to. So they look into your brain and they say, you're about to ask if I can get another Red Bull from the fridge. They don't have to look into your brain. They use data. Well, data, looking into your brain, same thing. I mean, this is a philosophical question, right? No, no. If it's, it's, knowing what you're going to do, the same as looking into your brain? No, it's not. If it, looking into your brain would mean reading what you're thinking right now. Using data is using past data to extrapolate uh-huh. to predict what you're about. To but think. is the effect different? Sometimes it could be. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, extra- extrapolating the trade-off that we make today, like, for example, Norm, would you be willing to have a service today that is that good, that anticipates Absolutely. Your, your questions? Yep. But, the pr- but, but, but there is I, always I a, a, a cost. The cost is... You know, just like today, there are privacy issues that you would have. The, the Google would have to have, would have to have complete access to your brain in and, order to and, in order to anticipate your queries. So and they all get the that, privacy issues that that might maintain. How is you that? Might, you might you might be getting ads saying, "Oh, we noticed you had a a, a slightly uh, perverted uh, uh, dream the other day. Perhaps you'd be interested in this product that uh, that you dreamed about." Hmm. Totally okay. That's Futurama. You're okay with that. So you're you're okay with like Orwellian surveillance of your mind just so that you can get google so, queries so you can find quickly. rice in the supermarket faster yeah. it makes my life easier what if what if the way they measure I it is with it an anal probe what it does tell you is that is that norm feels completely okay about the contents of his mind yeah totally whereas other people that. might be I'm very worried about what terrified about the contents what of could Norm's be excavated mind. in there. Oh, it's, it's just like those guys have to watch all the youtube videos and mark them for oh. for violations of terms of service Right. You know, people are going to have to go scrub through the different mind readings and then go, uh oh, that's a bad dream. That's a bad thought. Yeah. You know, there was a great list, and I, I wish I could remember where it was, but somebody got the people that they pay in, um, where is it? Uh, Morocco or something? Where the people that Facebook p- pays to be the moderators. So when you flag something as inappropriate on Facebook, it then, if enough people do it, it goes into this queue, and that queue is looked at by human beings. The human beings have where, – whereas Facebook's list of, hey, here's, here's what uh, – don't do these things. They're inappropriate. It's really vague and kind of broad. The list was incredibly specific that the people have that are the moderator moderators. Um, and it was, it was down to it's okay to um, jokingly have hate speech, but it's not okay to show semen or feces on Facebook. Like it's, it's incredibly granular and like seventeen pages of really specific horrible stuff that so is, is that not a real, allowed. Real job or is that also like a captcha thing where no, it's a people, real job. <laughs> the captcha is those people were probably this, paid like a dollar a day. Describe the scene. Nope, they're, they're paid. Describe the scene. They're, the captcha. Th- those that's that's those are the people that hate us more than any other people in the world. If you were if you were for, if you were the moderator boss, uh, Will, and you were forced to narrow that down, which one would you let skate? If they they said, well, Feces. we feel like we have to. We have to we have to lax lax in this a little bit. Like semen, banning semen and feces is a, is a bit is a bit much. Let's let's let at least one through. And you had to let you had feces. to make that decision. Absolutely, feces. You prefer feces to semen. Uh, no, I'm just saying if I was the content guy and I know that it's in America and I don't want the what's the parents television council people after me. If all oh, of a sudden, is it because that one is sexually nature and the other one isn't exactly. Well, I the mean, religious people that, are going to be totally pro feces. Point of view. 
Well, I guess that's true. I mean, I guess I would probably allow pictures of dog poop, but not poop smeared in a sexual manner it's all on about someone. Intent. Yeah. What about if it was dog poop smeared in a sexual manner? Uh, I'd probably call the police for that one. It seems a little. I'm just trying to, it's, you know, perverse. once you get once you get into the nitty gritty of this stuff, you, you you're forced to hey, ask questions about why things are offensive to people, that, and there's never there's often no good answer. That's why this was fascinating to me. Is I I had never like I had never really thought about the implications of having to delineate why one one racially sensitive joke is funny and the other is like, is wildly inappropriate. It really poop shouldn't be. Uh, taboo at all. It yeah. is quite literally the most natural thing in the world. Yeah. Why is it? Why is it bad? You're to closer to poop than the rest of us it? right now. Why is it funny to people? Because why you know, is it offensive poop. to people? That's a funny I, word. I even. It smells because our, our biology. Because it smells. Because our biology is naturally has made us naturally averse to it. Uh, uh, th- no, it's because it's something that happens in private. It's a shame that's thing. What it is. It's privacy. We but again, we, why, but, but that wasn't always the way. We used to poop, you know, in, in the open in front of everyone in caveman times. What changed? So there's a, this is the perfect segue, Gary. There was a great Reddit post about this the other day, and the theory that the uh, the the um, well, the theory that was presented on Reddit by some dude who was a Reddit user and claimed to have expertise is that the working theory is that the invention of the chimney opened all all of the body shame up. Because up until that point, when you lived in a house, it was basically a hut. There was a fire in the middle, and it was one big room. Everybody lived in the same room. And if you wanted to make out, if you wanted to take a dump, if you wanted to eat, if you wanted to wash yourself, it all happened in the one big room. So there was no shame. Nobody, you know, bodies are bodies. We're all just uh, human beings. When they developed the chimney that allowed the creation of multi-room housing, and then everybody got their own room. So mom and dad would go off and make more kids in the other room while the while the kids are bathing in a quiet room by themselves. And and uh, yeah, so thank the chimney. I, I don't buy the chimney theory at all. Yeah, I don't buy it at all. I think there was shame. Shame existed much before the chimney. The chimney is the chimney is not what made. Poop. Well, the chimney was invented shame. in the 1600s. So shame was invented 5,000 years ago when Adam and Eve left the Garden of Eden. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hmm. So you're saying it's a Judeo-Christian thing? I don't know which. I don't, I, I'm not sure exactly when shame was meant. Okay. Um. I think it's another one of those fire things. Fire. When, when we get cooked food, Prometheus. I think, I think gave people us fire. Just, people just realize one day. Oh, that's kind of gross. <laughs> what, and it's not even meat? shame. It's not like you come back from the bathroom like looking ashamed of yourself because you just pooped. Like everyone, everyone accepts that you have to do it. It's nothing I, I think, shameful about I think it. it Probably came into effect when we had like social contracts came into effect when people realized you couldn't do whatever the hell you wanted. So you couldn't just go out like if I sat here and took a dump on this table, yeah, you, you guys would be a little right, bit. You could probably I, norm I, I more than Gary. Why you can't just walk up to someone and punch them in the face because that makes someone else unhappy. Uh, but like me taking a poop doesn't make you unhappy. It might well, if it I depends. did it in front of you. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's the reason. I mean, look, put another way, probably the most shameful thing that you can do in a social situation is crap your pants, right? Well, I mean, the only well, yeah, because that's, because that's something that says something about you know your your fear response to a situation or whatever, or or your your inability to control your body. But I, I think the only like really pragmatic thing you can totally practical thing you can say is bad about pooping is that it's potentially unhygienic. Well, that's th- pretty much it. I mean, potentially, I guess maybe I don't know. I don't think pooping is unhygienic. You wash your hands afterwards. Everything's fine. But, I, but again, you have, to, you have to wash your hand. You have to practice hygiene because you're doing something that is unhygienic. You have to balance it out. Well, okay. So let me ask you a question. 
the the astronaut who went off the deep end and was having an affair with somebody else and drove from Florida to Texas or whatever. Diapers yeah. lady. Right, the diapers lady. Was that a story, a, a big, huge story because she was an astronaut and she was having an extramarital affair? Or was it a huge story because she put on a pair of space diapers to drive across the country? That, that's a hard one to unpack because there were so many components <laughs> of it that were crazy. It's hard to figure out what – that was just a big bouillabaisse of crazy. So, also space the, the diapers. Di- the, the diapers made it funnier. Space diapers are difficult to unpack. <laughs> There's a lot of buildup in there. Um, I think it's because she was an astronaut. And those people are supposed to live by certain stand- different so, standards. So you think the diapers were just an added bonus? It, yeah, yes. The like tail the, end of that story. The icing on the cake of the crazy astronaut lady story. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and <laughs> let's, so before we wrap up news, um, let's talk about CS a little bit because it is around the corner. Are you still not going? Uh, well, I mean, a lot of it depends on the impending birth of my child. All right, yeah, biological factors. There, Will is Will is most likely not going. I if I come, I will come for a day or two and fly in and out on the I same. Think that day. is extremely irresponsible for your child. It depends. Well, so the thing that we that you learn in childbirth class, which I finished my fourth class last night, thus making me prepared to participate in my child's yep. birth. No, nothing can possibly surprise <laughs> you now. Eight hours, <laughs> I know everything I need to know. Um, I guarantee you now that you've done those four classes, absolutely everything that happens from now on, you will completely anticipate it and be hundred percent prepared. Can deliver for. that alien baby. It worked the out side for of the New Jersey Turnpike. So, so when you were taking that class, did you have the the like? Oh, I'm, you know, they tell you this is when you're supposed to press the call button to get the nurse and the doctor is there. Like when this starts happening, press the button because it can go fast at that point. And, and at that point, are you thinking? Man, what would I do if if you press the button and they're not there fast enough? There's not anybody. Do you catch the baby? I think you catch the baby. You have um, to catch the baby. Yeah, right? but one, the, the good thing about the call button is that when you press that button, they they are there very very quickly. Okay, I'm sure it you, seems you like you can it's... feel fairly confident about that. <sighs> I pressed that button a lot of times, and the person was always there very quickly. I want to catch the baby. You um, could not press the button. I guess I could not press the button. And right. just, oops, I forgot to press the button. I must have missed. I hit the I hit the lean up button instead. And, and Gina would be really pissed now off I got, at me. Now I got a baby. Um, one of the things that you learn in the childbirth class is that there are several very good indicators about when the child is going to be born. So you get a basically seven to ten day window based on some things happening. Um, and if those things haven't happened, you're probably okay. So we'll look at that. And if I if I want to come out for a day or two, if, and the window hasn't started opening, then uh, then then I'll come. And if not, then I won't. And there will be no Will Smith at CES for the first time in a long time, which wow. I'm actually okay with. It's not going to be that exciting as CES. It's a shit no, CES. No it Microsoft. Looks like. um, the TV companies any, are all imploding. Never been any Google there. No op- Apple, obviously. Yeah, we'll be there. Joey now will be there. You and Joey. And friends. Yeah. Uh, Gary, you're not coming, right? Um, I haven't decided yet. Oh. You you know, if you want, you can come over to my house. We can we can set, play a little blackjack. We can act like we're in Vegas, even though we're not. Stay up until like 3 o'clock in the morning. I'll get some oxygen. We'll pump it straight into the living room. Yeah, I'm not sure... <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm going to do this this year. It's uh, I am owed a Vegas trip, and I do like to go see us every year. But it won't be the same if you guys aren't there. That's a that's no, a big we'll, part of what makes it fun. Half, so. half of us will, will be there. Yeah, the fun half won't be there. Yeah, yeah, um, maybe we'll, we'll see. I mean, I do like Vegas. So no, we'll, we'll, sure we'll be announcing our CS plans before the end have, of the year. Have you seen any? Um, I mean, I've seen the the invites for meetings and stuff come in. I haven't seen anything that looked interesting yet. It's a lot of kind of. 
hey guys, it's the same stuff we've been doing for a long time, but it's shinier and newer. Think, same thing it always well, is, I guess. Yeah. Um, and with that, uh, unless do you want to talk about SIGGRAPH, Norm? I think it's a really cool video that everyone should watch. SIGGRAPH, uh, the, um, I guess, is it a 3D graphics? SIGGRAPH is, yeah, like the research graphics. So it's, Research graphics. It's, it, but it's not... It's, it's, so SIGGRAPH is where things like OpenGL, new versions of OpenGL, and even I think DirectX was maybe shown there early. Uh, it's where like rent, like it's a re- real weird mix because it's stuff like CAD stuff and then it's also like movie rendering stuff. So Pixar, when they want to show off something new that they've done, they'll come and talk. Like you can go to a talk at SIGGRAPH. Um, I went to a talk one year from a Pixar guy that was all about the lighting shaders in it's all that Finding awesome Nemo shit. or so something it's, like that. It's TED for real smart people. For nerds, super nerds. It's, no, it's Ted for John Carmack. It's Ted for graphics people. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. Yeah. There's a really cool video you should watch um, with a preview of all the... Is it on the, the site, pro- perhaps? It's on the site. All the okay. high-profile talks that uh, are going to be at Seagraph going on this week in Singapore. And the, the, like the procedurally generated stuff and all that computational stuff looks incredible. And Norm, it looks like you also wanted to talk about teabagging. L- when you guys drink tea, do you dunk your teabag into the teacup? Well, I mean, I put the tea in the cup. What is your what is Gary as the uh, resident expert on tea? Talking to the microphone, being English. Um, First of all, that's racist. <laughs> no, it's, it's, um, it's not more a, placist than yeah. racist. Well, it depends on how I'm making my tea. I will often. I'm usually. I'm really the only one in the house who drinks tea, so usually I'll just put a tea bag into a cup. But if we have people over, then I'll put tea bags uh, into a pot and make a pot of tea. I love making. Oh, you put the bags in the pot though. Yeah. Ew. Oh, that's weird. I actually, the best way of making tea I found is to get one of those pots that you can that you can put tea leaves in and yeah. filter it out. Uh, using that's real tea too. leaves is, I think, the best. But tea bags well, are tea bags fine. are filled with real tea leaves, right? They, they, it's true. Yes. Okay. Uh, but the tea leaves that are in the tea bags are often processed differently. So it's uh, like being, a Keurig. Being in the tea bag with that density of tea leaves that you need can uh-huh. affect the texture of the leaf and then there's also all this talk about grinding like how they're processed like are they do they rub the oil off the outside of the leaf are they cut are they crushed you know right at least with the straight up tea leaves you can get a feel a literal feel for the leaves yeah. and see them uh but also the actual bag itself so a lot of people use like pillowcases pillowcase style bags where they they punch their own leaves in like a little bag and then they drop it in oh instead of having like a lipton uh, bag instead of having a pre-made bag okay um but a lot of people, there is a common belief that when you make tea, you put your tea bag in their cup of hot water, and you you have the string, and you lift it up, and you dunk. You and, swirl and around. Is and the dunk. idea there? Because the thing that happens, I find, because I usually do the other thing. I roll the tea bag up on the on the spoon, and then kind of mash it out a little bit so that all the super concentrated tea inside the bag goes back into the cup. And you also probably throw away your tea bag before you drink. Well, it depends on it. Yeah, it depends. That's a that's more of a logistics thing. Like if I take the cup into the couch before it's all the way brewed, I'll leave the bag in the whole time. If I like make the tea and then leave, and it sits long enough to steep, then I'll dump take it out and put it in the sink before. Well, guess what? I, uh, a tea chemist who has actually done research on this published research published right? research said that dunking your tea bag, swirling it around, does not actually assist in the Diffusion of tea. Really? There is no statistical evidence. So how did he measure this? Uh, By measuring concentration of tea and trying different methods. Hmm. 
And did he do the push out at the end where he pushes out the concentrated tea? That, that was not part of dunking. Dunking oh, okay. is pure you, if creating action, movement inside in, the cup. Yes, a that, strong brownian motion producer that does not actually help. Hmm. Leave that. What that does though is help pass the time and make it feel like you're actually doing something. But if you leave tea bag in tea or in hot water, yeah, and wait your five minutes, your tea's gonna be exactly. So has this changed the way you make tea, Norm? No, I, I always use the. I still always leave it in there. Use the loose yeah. bags, loose leaves. Yeah, I think more important is the type of tea you buy, um, and also the temperature of your water. Yeah, not not too well for for black tea. You usually go to boiling, but for everything else, you want a little bit lower, right? Um, and that'll do it for news this week, I guess. Unless anybody else has anything they want to add at the last minute, no breaking news. Uh, let's play, uh, I don't think so. play some music and talk about what we've been testing. Uh, so the Wii U came out the week before Thanksgiving, last week. Uh, they've added a bunch of stuff to it in the last, say, seven to ten days. Um, all the video stuff works now, YouTube, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix. Uh, some of that was kind of slow rollout. I've spent some time with that. Uh the 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 channels that actually will let you switch between watching on the TV and watching on the pad are quite good. So I think that's Amazon. I think it's everything but Hulu. I think I can't remember. I'd have to look at my notes. Um, but yeah, the the couple of them only work on the big screen, and that I find really weird. That's that's what I got. Have you Wii U time, Gary? At all? Um, uh, yeah, a little bit. Just, I, I do like the fact that you can just pick up the, the pad and do play a game or mess around in the Miiverse and add friends and stuff without having to switch the TV over. You really can just treat it like a handheld, basically. Yeah. Um, I still think their social features and friend features are really bad. Uh, the Miiverse, I think there's aspects of the Miiverse that are good. Um, the load but, times on the menus are still awful. Yeah, simple things like adding friends is nowhere near as simple as it, as it ought to be. Um, I did like Zombie U, which I was very down on, and then I got I got to play a bit of your copy and actually thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's quite good. I've played a little bit more of it. It is a very difficult game, um, especially like it, it's interesting because it it's it has a strong parallel to what was the Wii launch game from UB that had uh, the sword Red Steel. Red Steel. Yeah, that game was terrible. It was unplayable. Um, this is this is the same kind of like kind of violent launch game the pretty much one of the only violent not uh, original titles for wii u um and and it's but it's quite good like yeah. I, I i really enjoyed it I, I only played it dark after dark though yeah i like it and my wii's been here for the last few days so i haven't gotten to play it lately but um yeah i i, I think it's pretty good so um, i'm liking it i still think the potential is is tremendous but um it's i think it's got a long way to go well there you go um See, I got to spend a couple of couple of hours working. Uh, Adam bought a replicator too, uh, just to kind of noodle around with, um, and I went over and helped just, him. Just to noodle around with, yeah, to noodle around with. It's you know, it's a it's a free. So what? Um, I went over there and, and actually helped him set it up and get it working because he had a little bit of trouble like working through the initial the the the, the on a on that kind of three D printer. And we discovered this with the replicator too. Like a lot of the build quality you get out of it is dramatically affected by how well you level the build plate when you're first setting it up. Um, and it's still a little bit tricky. So we we helped him work through that. It's it's a dramatically faster printer than our replicator one, even though the resolution is about the same. Uh, so that's that's what I'll say. Uh, so I, the still- Not easy enough to for. Dude, buy it at home. Who's never? I I, used I really think that the market for that is dudes who use three D printers at work and are familiar with like both what they what they're capable of and the limitations. Not 
it's not like if you want to get something for your kids to have a 3D printer and to mess around with one, two, three D design and stuff like that, which, which actually I've done. Like you can take something, build it in one, two, three design and then one, two, three D design, whatever the auto, auto desk thing and then export an STL file and send it to the printer and it works, which is amazing. Um, there are, there, there are a bunch of like five, $600 3D printers that are markedly less capable. Some of them are kits. Uh, but they're basically reprap based printers, just like the original MakerBot Cupcake and Thingmatic were, and, and and the Replicator for that matter. Um, and and they'll they'll give you a good place to start without having to spend three grand, which is fantastic. That's that's I think more interesting than the Replicator in a lot of ways. So um, I was thinking about getting a couple of those kits in and putting them together and and doing some comparison stories. If you guys are interested in that, let us know and we'll we'll look at it, at doing it. But um, but yeah, so Replicator Two, it's, it does exactly what it says it does. Uh, breaking news, Microsoft has now said that Windows Phone 7.8 will come out Q1 2013. Wow, awesome. Next year. Also, they've sold 40 million copies of Windows 8 to lic- or licenses. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about that in news. That includes all everything. Stuff you buy online, uh, enterprise licenses, the whole nine yards, right? So it's less indicative of Windows 8's enduring success with users and ex- accepted acceptability, but more about money and how much your money revenue microsoft is raking in do you, does that windows 8. does that include like people who have site licenses for all microsoft like seat seat by seat even if they're not deploying it yeah i think yeah so. so that means if you're a fortune 500 company and you have a license for everybody in your company to use windows oh yeah they're counting that in that total uh, absolutely okay yeah. um kindle fire 8.9 uh we shot the quick look of that earlier this week and that'll go up uh, late this week or early next um, it's, uh, it's, like I said, it's, a, we talked about it already. It's a really nice video player. It is not so hot a, as a reader. And I, I would rather have something smaller and better, whether it's a seven inch Android tablet, a seven inch Kindle fire or uh, iPad mini. I agree. Um, and by seven inch Android tablet, you just mean the Nexus seven. I mean the Nexus seven. Yeah. Um, baby stuff. I put together a bunch of baby furniture this weekend. Uh, d- have either of you done IKEA furniture lately? I hadn't built IKEA furniture in a long time. My pro tip for IKEA furniture is actually do not buy IKEA furniture. Uh, if you need IKEA furniture and some of it actually does look good, go to Craigslist. People sell IKEA furniture all the time. So on pre-built, on most cheaper. most stuff, I would totally agree with you. On a crib, you do not want to buy a want, used crib. I don't think you want to buy an IKEA crib either. You know what? It turns out you do because they're the only ones that make kind of plain design. Like if you want a if you want something that's not crazy ornate and has a bunch of like arches and flares and looks like a fucking sleigh bed, you mean a castle for your baby? Yeah, I don't. The baby doesn't care if it's a castle. The baby is not going to be conscious as a human during the time but that it lives. Those photos, in this crib. the baby castle looks great. Well, we put the dog in the crib as soon as it was built. Um, we bought the IKEA crib because it's cheap and it has to last a year and a half, two years, and then they go into a normal bed. Um, and and but putting together IKEA stuff kind of scratches the same itch as Lego. Like it's it was pretty fun. Way more frustrating. Oh, I don't think so. I, yeah. It was like this yes. is simple simple IKEA stuff. It maybe depends on the furniture, but yeah. IKEA requires way more holding stuff in place because the pieces are w- arranged widely uh, in size and weight. Maybe I don't know. I had a good time. We built a bunch and, of IKEA and you, shit. You're left with a ton of packaging. Also, mm. I hate IKEA packaging. I hate those boxes. Yeah, I just jammed them out in the street in somebody else's trash. Okay. Yeah. Um, Gary, Norm, anything you guys have been testing? I've been playing some some uh, other games. We played Planetside this weekend. 
Yeah, so you want to talk about that real quick? I, wait, wait, do I you want to talk about... So. If, we're, really if we're talking about, about games, do you want to quickly talk about Walking Dead? I haven't played Episode 5 yet. I know I'm bad. Has Norm even been playing it? I finished it. Oh, okay, good for Why you. Why do you think I tweeted the, the awesome tweet? Oh, that's right. I, did, I didn't realize... You hadn't been playing it, though. Were you waiting for, like, all five to come out? No, no, no. So I, 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 I did two and three in one day, and then four and oh. five in one day. Okay, great. It's wonderful. Joey beat it also. I'll play it before next week, I promise. You don't um, beat that game. It beats you. Yeah, like, Gina and I... At one point this weekend, we sat down and we're like, hey, we have, like, two hours. We could finish Walking Dead. And we both looked at you, and I was like, I'm in a really good mood right now, and I'm not feeling bad about the world or anything. I'm having a nice time. You don't feel bad about the world. Dude, the episode three, like, I was upset at the end of episode well, three. You're, you're a delicate butterfly. I am a delicate butterfly. You got a problem with that? Can we talk about Planet Side? It's just uh, yeah. Planet Side, I thought, was pretty good. I, I loved the original Planet Side, and I was very excited for Planet Side 2. But then in jumping in, I was like, oh, my God, I don't remember being this overwhelmed by everything that's going on. Is this it's what, it, what it was like? Because it had been a while. The first one I, was... I had a lot more fun once they teamed up with you guys and with Evan. And a couple of people actually knew what was going on. Yeah. That's yeah. the key to playing. Yeah. And, play with and people actually know what's happening. Like, like most MMOs, right? Having a big team of people that will go out and do stuff with you makes it a lot more fun. But it's unlike any MMO I've played, not just in that it's a shooter, but also in that there are no little instances. Uh, you can move, you can see, you know, hundreds of people swarming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the fact that it's free to play means that it's very, very well populated because lots of people are jumping in. Did yeah. you? It's an entry. Did you not play the original Norm? Nope. You wouldn't pay for it, right? No. Yeah, so. so this is the way the original one was, although from mechanically, like from a shooting perspective, this one seems to work much better. The, the original game was kind of a, is your, hit, is your target on the hitbox of a bad guy? Yes, no. Throw an RNG and that determines what the damage is or whether it hits. I couldn't remember exactly how it works. Um, this seems to be much better constructed, although the map is nowhere near as good. Like this doesn't tell you where you need to go on the map as well as the, the old game did. No, it's that way points. Um, no, no, no I, I know that, but I mean... Like the, on the old, on the original planet side, there was a grid and the bases were connected in a specific way. So you had to follow those connection lines. You couldn't skip past a base just because it was too contested or whatever and go to the next one. And, and that's, that's the fun. That's the battlefield aspect. If you no, want to avoid the giant 200 versus 200 person battle and, and try to take on a small base your, with your squad, you yeah. can do that. You can always do that with towers and stuff, but the big bases, you had to actually, it works more like that biolab where you have to uh, attack a couple of the surrounding places first and then attack the main base. Um, I, I quite like it. I think we need to get a, a an outfit or clan or whatever they call it in Planet Side and, and, uh, and get a bunch of people playing. My, my problem with that game is that um, it never ends. They're unlike a Battlefield game. Uh, where you can have 64-player battlefield matches, yeah. and they go on for a long time, several hours, but at the end of that, some team wins. And I don't care if I win or lose, but at the end, the, the game resets. So in Planet Side, there are three co- continents, which are the only three maps there are in the game, three giant maps. Each map is different. One's an ice level, one's a desert, and one's more of a, tr- a tropical level. Um, and in each of the maps, there are three factions, which is awesome, because you're fighting two different factions at once. Uh and the territories are, are, you know, go back and forth, and the front lines go back and forth. And each faction has kind of different weak and strong points. But the you can never your faction can never take over the entire map. You can never yeah, win. They can. You can't because because the home warp gates will well, never be captured. You can push them all the way back to the warp gates, though. But that, then there's no finality. Yeah, I mean there is. It just means what's the finality? Well, once you capture the last base, everybody usually goes to one of the other continents. That's the way it worked before. I, I think they should set it on like a weekly or monthly schedule where. 
I think they'll probably do that. You if it, push it to you know take over, you know either make it scale somehow so you can jump in and say okay I'm in the middle point of a battle of a, of a monthly battle and then we're going to get to the end at the end of the month it will tally up scores someone's going to win yeah and then reset. I want to play. I do want to get back in. I, that last session that we all played together, I did actually have some fun because it and, felt slightly more organized. And after you left, there was a huge because it, it was a great day night cycle. So even yeah. though it's three maps, it's actually almost like you know six or twelve different maps. Well, they're the times a day. The thing is, how much can like a small group of us like how much of a dent can we really make in a battle at that scale? I mean, we're not really going to. But you move still the feel needle. as important if once you ca- if if you grab a team of eight people. And yeah. You capture a small base, and you you know p- capture you know four or five territories in your couple hours of play. You feel like you've done something. And the, and the thing the thing you need is is like multiple vehicles. So we need either like a couple people in Reapers and a Galaxy, or a couple people in a, in tanks and a Sunderer, whatever. No, it's, it's and you, kind of roll out as and, a squad. And, and but you can, also but can you ever really organize the game on a strategic enough level that you can hope to like actually have like a map wide yeah, strategy, or absolutely. can you just hope that your little group is is doing you know a good thing? Uh, I, I for think the, for the bigger picture. I think I don't know how the command rank stuff works yet because I haven't unlocked any of that at all. But in the old game, what happened was when you generate enough command rank, then you could participate in continent-wide command channels. And right. then people who were higher ranked than you would say, "Yeah, we need help at such and such base. Yeah. Can somebody send? Can we send a couple needs squads there?" To be looking there? at the, the the big strategic picture. Yeah, do you remember tactical stuff? Do you remember Gary in the end of the episode of DS Nine where uh, after they lose DS Nine and they they leave defiant, they abandon it. The, Card- uh, the Cardassians take over, right? Yeah. And then Defiant joins that massive Starfleet force. Yes. Right? It feels like that. When your little squad like rolls in your, you know, three tanks or something, and then you suddenly join this armada of, you know, a hundred tanks. Yeah. And just rolling across the desert. That's awesome. Yeah, because it's really, but it is missing. I, I, maybe it's there, I don't know, but like, I've always had a fantasy of that big, really structured strategic level planetary war game. Because right now, that all that happens is we wander around and go, oh, look, there's a base. It looks like some of our guys are attacking that. Let's go help out. Yeah, I mean, that's just completely chaotic. It's I mean, very R2-D2, C-3PO. And, and, yeah. But in a perfect world, the way that works is that you're a part of an outfit or clan or whatever, and you know your your guys are kind of – somebody is watching overall to see where, where things are good and where are bad. And you're People are reporting back up. But the thing about a big, big giant battle like that is it – like leverage is the key. Right. So a relatively small number of people can have a massive impact if you cut off the right place and cut off the supply line or open a shield at the right time or or whatever. Um, Because, I mean, we saw it happen a couple of times and it may have been after you left. But like you'd roll into a base with a whole bunch of tanks and stuff, which was awesome until they got the turrets online and then the tanks got eaten up. And all of a sudden you were just a bunch of infantry guys around this giant base and you were hosed. So then either you had to go back and regroup and bring in more support or figure something else out. I do, I do want to try it more. I feel like it's one of those games that you, the more you put into it, the more you'll get out. It's so. probably a bad game for people who have children on the way or infants. Oh, in the yeah. House. The, I mean, the, the, the first – and again, the first hour, especially if you're on your own like I was just jumped in solo, you've got no sense of being in any way significant or having any clue what's going on. It's just totally uh, confusing. But with a, with a small group and you start to learn the rules and figure out vehicles and stuff, it becomes more fun. Yep. But yeah, like well, no no game really other than Letterpress or things like that you can play in like 30-second uh, spells is really going to be very family-friendly. Exactly. Um, you want to take a couple questions and call it a show, guys? Sure. 
Emails? Well, but we do the other one. Emails. No, we don't do emails. We do emails. No, 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 no. Questions. Boom. If you have a question for this only test, the email address is podcast at tested.com. Keep it short, under a minute, and make sure it doesn't sound like you're recording from underneath a train. Here is our first question. It is a humdinger. Hi, Tested Crew. Jack from Liverpool, ancestral home of Daniel Craig. One day, while recording the podcast, the regular crew and potential guest are transcanned into a game you own. Given that if you die, you're dead for real, and you can only escape when you see the credits at the end of the game, what game would it be? And separately, as a would-you-rather, your choices are condensed into three options. The default ship in FTL, the Kessler, a new team in XCOM, or a delve in Spelunky. You can have different answers, but you do have to go in as a team. Thanks, and always be testing. Uh, so the Tron scan question is a good question. Which game would you go into if you die, you die? And so you had to beat it? Uh, you have to see the credits in order and survive to the credits in order to uh, in order to uh, uh, live, escape, I guess. So, what game are you very confident in that you would journey? You you could get to the end. Journey. Eh, I guess it's an easy answer. <laughs> you can't you can't really die. Well, you don't journey. pick the path. Yeah, I would pick journey because you can't die. Well, well, you, you can, can die. die. You can die. It's very difficult to die. But you, yeah, it's, like it's difficult to lose. It's not difficult to die. Well, and actually, depending on your interpretation of the game, you can only die. Right. I mean, so the question is, do you pick something that's really easy or really, really, you know, that you're really familiar with? Hmm. Something easy? Hmm. What is is the shortest game to getting to the credits? Uh, You could play Myst and get all the way through the credits in about five minutes if you know what you're doing. There you go. That doesn't seem very satisfying. Well, I don't think the point is you just want to get satisfied. You want to survive. Well, what if what what if you want to? I mean, maybe you want to experience the game world. I feel like I'd probably play Call of Duty a lot so different. You're, you're Tron into it, right? I, I definitely don't want to play a Tron game. Those are really hard. Discs of Tron is all time difficult. Maybe Xevious seems like a good way to die fast. What about Dark Souls? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I don't think I could wear that armor. Maybe Portal. You can die in Portal a lot, though. Yeah, but I'm good at Portal. But you need if if you are Tron in, you would need to use your agility. You're a oh, you think I'm not Chell? I don't think you're a Chell. You are no Chell. But it seems like when you're Troned in, you, you maybe are the platonic ideal of yourself, not necessarily yourself. Still, mm. still no Chell. Um, Saints Row the Third. <laughs> <laughs> you die a lot in Saints Row the Third. Though. Yeah, How do you play on easy go. mode? You can, you can die jumping out of the back of a plane firing. Yeah. Reasons. Go That's through the through go. the front of the plane. Jump out of the back of the plane. Go back in the front of the plane. Man, Naked. I gotta play that game again. This game's really good. You can die in a shootout with police wearing a giant uh, head. Yeah, you can. You can just go naked everywhere. Yeah. Blurred well, you can go out. Zombie Island. That Zombie Island kind of freaked me. I don't like going there. I, I avoid Zombie <laughs> Island. I gotta play some of the DLC. Uh, only one of the DLCs was. Some of them were real. Were not real good. But yeah, oh. I, I would play some more Saints Row. I gotta check out that Mass Effect DLC as well. Um, Did you play any games over the, the weekend, Gary? Uh, I'm still playing, outside? working my way through Halo 4. Will, you and I have got to do some Spartan Ops. Yeah, and send, some point so shoot me a text whenever. Yeah, I will. Um, and uh, I've been playing uh, To the Moon on Steam. Oh, I heard it's ah. really good. Loving it. Very it's, cute what, what, little game. What kind of game is it? Is it like an adventure? Oh, RPG? It's like an old-fashioned, top-down uh, 2D RPG. But the huh. storyline is really interesting and not the kind of thing that you typically see in a video I hear it's game. like so Moonlight Sonata that. plus Inception. Yeah, I played a little bit of Hitman Absolution, but I 
I just couldn't get into it. It's one of those games that like in the first 10 minutes just turned me off. So I, I always have that experience with the first level of Hitman games. I played Absolution this weekend too. Um, and, and it's, it was, it is very Hitman-y. In a, in a way that I like, like, but you could totally, it's too, it's too laborious. Like, you, 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 okay, I've, I've killed this guy, but now I've got to drag him all the way over here. It's like, it's too slow. And I played a couple hours of, um, of Assassin's Creed three, uh, which I'm enjoying. Okay. Although, um, I read something online that now I can't get out of my head. The game is very much like the magic school bus. What's the magic school bus? You know, the magic school bus, no. Mr. Frizzle. You know, it's it's a PBS show or book where uh, you like go back kids, in time. The kids yeah. go on a magic school bus to go into someone's body or learn something about science. You go back in time, ah. but like those educational shows, you know, if they are teaching you about the revolution, then suddenly, the for who's the first person you meet? Well, it's Benjamin Franklin. Oh, hi, Ben Franklin. Oh, what what are you doing down the street? Yeah, in Assassin's Creed Three, it's like you land on America and like, oh, it's Ben Franklin. I um, it kind of weirded me out that Ben Franklin seems to be the Da Vinci of this game. At least I, I only played a couple hours of it. I got kind of bored and moved over to Hitman, which I liked a lot more. Which I think it's. So should funny. I not bother with this? I've still got Dishonored. Should I just play that and not bother? No, no. With Assassin's I think Creed you should do 3? Assassin's Creed instead of Dishonored. But really? with Assassin's Creed, I have think you played you should... Dishonored. I have not played Dishonored. Dishonored is pretty good, dude. I, I think mean, I kind of want to play Dishonored. It's mm. it's a Harvey Smith joint. It's a uh, it's if you like. If you, uh, if you, it's kind of system shocky, but a lot easier than that. Like you can, the thing, the thing is, if you play Dishonored, it's going to tell you don't kill people because it makes your score bad. Don't worry about that. Just if you get frustrated, just start killing people, and it works itself out. I did finally play some XCOM, and I got to say, I, I, I totally get why people that love the original XCOM love this. For me, as someone who never really got very deep into turn-based strategy games, it's it it it's a lot to ask. Um, the thing I would tell you about XCOM is that there's a great post, and I can't remember which message board it is, but Chris Remo tweeted it, uh, that explains like some real low-level XCOM strategy. Uh, and once you understand that, then it then it it the, makes the game much more uh, fun. Yeah, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. I, yeah. I, I think I'm I think I'm just one of those people that doesn't like turn-based games. I don't gen- I generally don't like turn-based games at all, and I can't get enough XCOM. Okay. Yeah, I mean for for what that's worth. Um, what, what about the second uh, part of the question? You're an XCOM squad, you're a Spelunky team, or you're... Um, I can't remember what the other one was. It was something else you die a lot in. Um, I, I I would not... I would, I think the best chance of survival is an XCOM team. That's really saying something. Because Spelunky, you're going to die a lot. There's no, there's no avoiding that. Um, and I don't remember what the other game was. I haven't played Spelunky. You you should not. Spelunky is not for you, Gary. I still have to play. God, I'm looking at the list of games just here on my Steam that I haven't even played yet. I've got to play Mark of the Ninja. Mm, I still have to good. finish To the Moon. Uh, I haven't played Dishonored. Jeez, uh, there are a lot of games. All of the games. Yeah, a lot of games. Norm, Spelunky, XCOM, or the other game that we can't remember? I'm going to choose the other game I can't remember. Why is that? <laughs> because we can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more question, guys. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave it up to you. Tested crew. This is Josh from Hayward, California. Uh, hometown trivia, real quick. Hayward and uh, high-profile people includes Bill Walsh, uh, three-time Super Bowl champion coach, uh, figure stater Christy Yamaguchi, and actor slash wrestler Dwayne the Rock Johnson. A lot of people. Uh, anyway, I do some Justin TV live streams type stuff. Mostly audio, but I'm looking to do a bit more in video. I do some with XSplit right now, but I like to set up multiple cameras, uh, get some angles, figure that out. Looked at GoPros and things, but 
what I'm really trying to figure out is what's a good setup that gives me the flexibility to set up some some cameras for just a coverage on a room. So if I wanted to get one or two shots of a particular scene, kind of similar to what you guys did uh, for the October cast, but also gave the kind of flexibility if I wanted to kind of go pro it up and do a walk on the street and things like that. Um, of course, not looking to sp spend ridiculous amounts of money, uh, if at all possible. Uh, also, a, uh, a would you rather, would you rather have all bad drivers removed off the road or never have to be in a line again for restaurants or movies or any line? Oh, man, that's a good uh, one. Thanks very much. Keep on testing. And P.S. Pretzel M&M's rule. Pretzel M&M's do rule. Uh, correct answer is no lines. Drivers. No lines. Yeah. I'm a good lines. enough. I'm I get rid a, of lines. Yeah. That one's not even difficult. Yeah. I just avoid lines. I think you can avoid lines better than you can avoid bad drivers. But think about being able to go to Disneyland and never having to wait in a line. Exactly. Ooh. Hmm. That's interesting. Oh. Really cut in front, and, and the best part is the lines. I want to imagine where the lines you don't just want disappear. To cut in front of the children. The lines are all still there, but you just don't have to wait in them. Wow. Yes. yes. I would just go around, walk around the street and look for long lines and go, oh, oh, whoa, look at this long, nice long line oh you got here. God. Well, that's what I used to love about that, uh, that front of the line pass they used to give you at Disneyland. They don't do it anymore, but it used oh. to be great. Do you have to pay more for it? Um, yeah, it's an ex it's it's it it's more specials? expensive. But you used to be able to cut to the front of the line. They don't they don't do it now. That's not they very still do it Universal, not at Disneyland. Disneyland I, Disneyland will give you a, a ticket to come back yeah, to the right. Yeah, I like that. And be able to go straight it's, on, it's but you the, can only have one yes, of those passes. The fa fast pass or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, the, the brilliant thing about that thing is they don't want you to spend time in lines because they want you to spend time shopping. Spend time spending money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not it's not fun to go to a theme park and spend most of your most of your time standing in a line. It would be awesome to go to Six Flags and just get on one roller coaster and then get off and then get right back on again until you threw up. Uh, what was this question? Oh, streaming stuff. Uh, you're asking for two different things. If you want to stream a uh, video, then you're probably going to use webcams unless you want to spend a ton of money. Uh, our semi-pro SDI out Panasonic cameras still cost a couple grand each. Uh, so that seems probably outside the realm of some casual streaming. Uh, you can get really, on the other hand, you get really good webcams like a Logitech, uh, the high-end Logitech 1080p cameras are 50 bucks each. That's the one I'm using right now and it's great. Yeah, you can, you can plug them into, yeah, you look really good, Gary. Uh, you can plug them into, into XSplit and use that as a video switcher. Uh, if you want to do that with real cameras, then you're going to have to spend like the video switcher that we use is like 25 grand. So it's probably not what you're going to want to do. God, when are we going to have USB three cameras? Um, I don't know. Is this bitrate look bad? No, but we, I remember going to IDF and seeing the demos of USB three cameras, uh, plugged in yeah. and doing 2560 by like 4K off webcam. Yeah, but nobody has upstream for that. But it, it looks awesome. Okay. Um, I, I almost think that the thing you can do is, like, if you want to do GoPro capture, you need an HDMI capture device. Uh, you can get live feed out of the HDMI port on a GoPro that destroys the battery on them. So you have to ha also have them plugged into power when you're doing that. Um, well, that's such a big issue. But the, no, no, no. With that, you can also go oh, walk around. Can you, can you grab the mouse and dial him back? Um, yeah, you can, you can do that. You're correct. Um, the HDMI capture device is probably going to be 150 or 200 bucks if you want a no lag one. So something to think about. Uh, and I guess that'll do it for questions this week. And and hopefully we can get Gary back because uh, that is the end of the show. Uh, for Norman Chan, who is, do we get him back? Do we have we have full Gary. So this is why I love Windows PCs. 
Well, did you just Windows key out or something? No, I didn't. But what happened was I had a I had an uh, an update as there always fucking is on a PC a, a, a software update that needed to be installed, and because there, there was a restart that was necessary, the computer just decided that it was time to restart. Even though I never asked it to, <laughs> oh. or never prompted or touched anything, it just decided to boot. And, and, it, and the fact that it knows there's a Skype call running, oh no, fuck all that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shut your computer off now in the middle of you doing something else and install an update. Hey, you uh, came, restarted and came back pretty quickly though. And people wonder why I like a Mac. Well, I, I it, it started it started the shutdown process and I aborted it. Ah ah, bullshit. Um, so I was just so, saying that'll do it for us this week. Well, uh, I would I would ask you since you brought up the GoPro, have you given any more thought to to wearing a GoPro for the for the birth? Um, <laughs> it seems like that would be a good way to go. I I have discussed it with my wife. And uh, together we came to the consensus that it may not be the best idea. It was a team effort. Um, I can't help but notice that you didn't have GoPro footage uh, from inside the birth of your child. Well, I didn't have a GoPro. If you'd have given me one, oh, I would have been it. happy to loan you one. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I didn't, it never occurred to me at the time. <laughs> you but, you know, maybe, the, maybe for the next one. I had to be running inside the hospital with the, the chest strap. Yeah, and the helmet and the strap on the helmet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Full coverage. Yeah. Brilliant. What I what I figured we could do is we could just put one on Gina's head so we get her perspective too. Well, you should get both, and you could yeah and cut back and forth. You can make a whole little movie. I'm sure yeah. you get the front page of Reddit with that. It's exactly what everyone wants to see. My GoPro birth. I bet we could be GoPro promotional materials with that. It's the most they, extreme thing that they've done yet. What is what is more extreme than that? <laughs> yeah, I'll, let me let me run, I'll I'll run it by the wife again, see what she says. But uh, I'm uh, I'm sure you'll come back with another joint decision. I'm picture, not feeling good picture, about that. Picture what Norm said that you could wind up on the front page of Reddit. Right. I think that's see that's probably not a positive given the mechanics of birth. <laughs> um, and on that note, uh, Gary, uh, Walking Dead episode five is out now. Uh, Walking Dead episode five is is uh, currently out, getting amazing uh, reviews. It's cool now to see people actually reviewing the whole season. Yeah, um, and uh, Alex Navarro of Giant Bomb gave us five stars, which is very cool. And uh, uh, we've well, got I mean, they're crooked, version though, coming out know. very soon. And uh, you know, we hope to be in the picture for some of the Game of the Year stuff as well. It's it's, it's very flattering, even just to be in in the conversation. Which so, Walking Dead very much. G- is. Gary, when you say people are reviewing as entire season, do you mean that people are reviewing as if you bought it and then played it in one sitting, as if it was one game, not episodic? Um, I don't know if it's ne- if they're necessarily playing playing through it that way they're just now that they've had, people have had a chance to play all five episodes they're just some of them may be going back and, and refreshing themselves and playing the whole thing but i think most of the time people are just because even though it's episodic really you can't play one without playing the others and you got to play them in order like i don't see anyone buying just episode four and playing it by itself yeah but, I, I think well, yeah, but people have been reviewing the the episodes uh each episode has its own score yeah i think it's That's a, weird i think it, it's as, as a buying recommendation like i wouldn't say skip skip Three or skip two. Because well, no, you have to play. You have to play all five. Obviously, yeah. it's, uh, you know it's it's one contiguous story. But uh, you know, I think probably reviewing it as a whole makes a lot of sense. Makes more sense. I don't know. I I still think the the ultimate way to experience it is was in the original episodic model where you've got to wait between episodes. Uh, but I think a lot of people that will discover the game on disc will will enjoy yeah. playing through in, in one go. Yeah. We, we well, know one, people. One good way to do it might be to play like one episode a day and just play play it through yeah. the whole. Uh, but it's been very good to see, you know, the, the whole season, obviously, I think it's very, very strong. And it's good to see it getting good reviews. And what? I think next week or the week after, somewhere in the, in, in the near future, we're going to see the, the, box, the boxed version of it, which would be very cool. Cool. Uh, Norman Chan, we have a bullwhip video up this week. Uh, we, people should watch that. We, we explode pudding cups with a bullwhip. I mean, where else are you going to see that? 
Um, you went down and saw some battle robots, killer death robots. Combat Cup, two thousand twelve. Yeah, t- tell me a little. So, like, what's the what's this? Like, we I watched the video, but I didn't. I wasn't able to go that day. Um, what's the scene like there? Is it like a bunch of bearded dudes? Is there are there stands? There are stands. Are they selling beer? They are. They are selling beer in the room. Uh, Anchor Team, I think, is a sponsor, but they did not attend this year. Okay, so like. Is it like rowdy, like a wrestling match? A lot of kids. Is it? Okay. It wasn't too many people. The stands were full, but not not too many people lingering around. Uh, it was in San Mateo, so kind of far away. Like where make, um, where Maker Fair is? Yeah, but not nearly as packed. It's just not center auditorium. Okay, and only half of that. Uh, most of it was the pit for uh, builders. This is the kind of event that's really. Uh, while it's fun for people to come and watch and spectate, and you could yeah. see a lot of robots destroying each other, it's made for the builders themselves. So like the power racing series kind of. Yeah, it's for people to have an excuse to build robots to destroy each other. And it's, it's all the BattleBots people. I mean, so you got some new teams, some stu- engineering school students and stuff like that. Um, so is, is this, this is spawned from the ashes of BattleBots? Is that what happened? Or is it the same people even? It's all the same people. Okay. Um, fun, would you recommend it? Uh, yes, absolutely. And what was the best? What was the like? I remember in the old BattleBots days, people like the wedges that flipped other robots over were frequently spinners. the winners are kind of boring. Always the spinners. So the spinners are something with a spinning yes, flail on giant it, basically. Spinning heavy spinning steel rod. Sounds disc. like a lot of fun, like a lawnmower basically, but without the mower. It could be a vertical spinner or okay. horizontal spinner. Cool, uh, and that's on the site as well, so you can check that out. Um, people seem to be getting a kick out of that, and that'll do it for us this week. Uh, for Norman Chan and Gary Weta, I'm Will Smith. Should we talk about uh, the the we have new bumpers and well, acknowledge things uh, outtakes? Oh, sure. Okay. For Norman Chan and Gary Weta, uh, I'm Will Smith. See you guys on next Thursday for another episode of This Is Only a Test. Stay tuned for some fake outtakes. Today's outro comes from uh, Daddy Schlong Dandy Schlong Legs. Awesome, Dandy Schlong Legs. Hi there. I didn't see you. Test it. I like Gary and I like party. So I'm going to go to Gary's party. So there's a new bumper. Yeah, we're, uh, th- things are happening. So stay tuned. That's all I want to say. Really? Be alert. That was it? Keep your eyes open. That was, that's what you got? Yep. Uh, any kind of timeline you want to give on this? Four days. Before the end of the year? Wait, what's happening in four days? Nothing right now. <laughs> four days is too soon. It's more than four, less than 60. Let's say that. Some things are going to change. Things what is going on? going to get real. We have a new bumper on our videos. I don't know if you've seen that, Gary. I haven't, I haven't seen that. No, it, I haven't watched one of your videos lately. It features the blockheads. You should watch. Oh, well, we, I, I'm always glad to see them. Yeah, you should, you should uh, uh, check out the Bullwhip video or... Um, uh, the Combots video has it. The Adam podcast from this week has it. We talked about recasting. That was interesting. Um, yeah. The tomorrow, the, the video today about uh, dovetailing, that'll have it. A lot of stuff. Why do you have a Codblops video? No, 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 not a Codblops. Combots. The, oh, the, I, the said, I, got Cod, I got Codblops on the brain. Yeah. Well, you can't get enough Codblops, Gary. Um, so, yeah. Baby class. I don't know. What do you want? What do we want to talk about today? Anybody got anything? I thought I, I thought the new bumpers were going to go longer than they did. I started listening to Christmas music. Yeah, me too. I hate Christmas music. I went through that phase. We bought a real Christmas tree. 
Oh, let's talk about Christmas tree stands. Norm, have you ever put up a Christmas tree? Yep. Uh, what kind of stand do you use? I bought whatever the one they had at Target. And how big was your tree? Uh, maybe like eight feet tall. Okay, you put it in the living room, the high yeah. ceiling? Yeah. Seems good. Um, did you find the Christmas tree stand to be an adequate or an inadequate device? Absolutely adequate. Really? Yeah. And it's the kind with like the four screws four on the screws side? Four screws it in, yep. Did it you, props it up on the ground and you, then has water. You can put place put water. How worried were you about getting that tree level in the stand? Not too worried because it went in the corner. So really, so it just needed to be level like one way, yes. basically. Yeah. Um, we had for a very long time one of those tree stands. It looked like a really smart thing. It's like a big bucket and it has eight screws. So you use the screws to level it, which seems like a brilliant idea, right? Why would you not? Why would you not want that? Except there was no way to turn the screws because, like, once you get it in there, then it's uh, it's real tight, and they were just little nubs on the end, so you couldn't really turn them. You had to put like a screwdriver handle on there and wrench it around or something like that. That's gonna be a bumper. It really sucked. It was really bad. So I got a new tree stand this year. We went. We got a real tree for the first time in a long time because usually we're we're in Tennessee for the holidays, and and you know I it seems dangerous to leave a dead tree in your living room for two weeks when you're gone. Yeah, we were kind of the opposite. Usually when we stay at home, we go to the place and get like a real six foot christmas tree or whatever yeah uh with everything that entails it can be a bit of a hassle but it's nice to have a real tree because we're traveling this year we're like oh let's not bother you know with a tree uh but i've kind of felt like we had to have one to some extent so we went just went to target and got like a little four and a half foot little, you know a fake one but uh-huh. uh those were always good enough for me i grew up with a plastic tree and i never mind i grew it. up with a plastic tree also and i i think my mentality is either go full real tree like six to ten foot like tree. Like a huge tree. Like six foot at least. Yeah. Um, well, you have ceilings to support it. I only have eight foot ceilings. But yeah, so. it doesn't matter. if you, Regardless, if I have tall ceilings, six foot tree is easier to manage and depending on how yeah. many people you have it for. Uh, but if you're going to go fake tree, go full on fake. Like full on fiber optics and... Like the, the white tree you get, you get like a white or a, or a pink yeah, one or something. Yeah, don't, don't go with the, the really bad fake tree that I grew up with that kind of tried to pass itself off as a, off as a meager real tree. Yeah. You don't want to get that Charlie Brown tree by accident. No, if you, if you could, go Charlie Brown, you're going intentional. On white or silver trees. We had to get something that looked at least halfway real, but we, you know, yeah. we put some lights on it. It looks good. Yeah, we. Um, I, I, I had forgotten how much I like the smell of the tree. Despite childhood traumas, having a tree in the house is nice. It is. A, it is a lot of work, though. Like you, you got to keep that thing hydrated all the time, and then getting it out of the house, like yeah. the needles get everywhere. It's a. It, it's a hassle. It's a pain. Well, and and I mean, you have the dog. I, we. I don't think we've had a real tree since we had Chloe, and she is at least not one that was on the ground. And she is. She's intrigued by the flavored water bowl. In the yeah. bottom of the tree. I'm outside yeah, now. Watch out for I'm all outside. It's still right. warm. Why I'm is outside. there a tree in the house? Only houses from evil have trees inside from where my people come from. Um, yeah, so the tree's in the house. We got this tree stand. So we got a new tree stand, though, it, and it's maybe a little bit big for the tree that we got. But instead of having screws, it ratchets in. So you push these things in against the trunk, and they lock into place, and then you can screw them down just a little bit to, to cinch in. Works pretty well. It's not, a, it's not a great tree stand, but it's also not one of those $130 jobs that you put, push your foot down and just jam the tree in and it automatically locks into place. $130 tree stands seem ridiculous. How much was your tree stand? $30, $25. Yeah, that's a lot for a tree stand. I felt like it was a bit much, but it seems like it's sturdy and will last a few years. So, um, yeah. All right. All right, great. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. You had lunch yet, Gary? 
Uh, no, and actually, this now now that the weather is actually quite pleasant outside, I almost regret not coming in because I've been still thinking about those pastrami sandwiches. Yep, did not did not steer you wrong. Yeah, if you had um, come in today, we could have ordered pastrami sandwiches. Ordered them no, that, was, that really is a remarkable discovery, and I'm thinking I, I may even make a dedicated trip just to get pastrami. Oh, sandwiches. fuck off! After all the trouble we went to, you you are not allowed. Well, now the weather's cleared up. No, 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 no. <laughs> I oh I don't want to drive in the rain he says can we and I said well, oh I, well, I, we I, can I, Skype I, you I in it's not raining anymore oh my god <laughs> oh if you come down two blocks from the office to get a sandwich after I went to the hassle of setting up the Skype stuff I'm going to be really sad I might come down tomorrow instead I'm not going to come down today okay That's if you come fair. down oh yeah tomorrow we might be doing uh some some fun stuff yeah live right, I just care about pastrami sandwiches well That's fun you stuff can too. have pastrami really sandwiches really fun. amazing they're pretty good sandwiches. They're toasted, so they you get the pastrami gets all crunchy like bacon. It's real good. Mm. Try a pastrami sandwich right now. Um, I guess that'll do it. Kind all right, sounds good to me. Petered out, fake outtakes, but we'll see you guys next week. All right, see you later. Bye.